Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Excited to be here tonight. Excited to have all of you here tonight. I see you on the lines. If you're going to call in and would like to share, or if you'd like to just listen via your telephone, you can do so by calling 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty? And we can get you on the line, follow the instructions when you call in. So, once again, welcome. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, it's, it's been a very eventful week for me, so I'm very excited that uh, I get to sit here and unwind and share and listen and talk with you guys tonight. I do have a really bad cold right now, so please excuse my voice. Alrighty. Um Yeah, we can't help that, so we'll try to get through this okay. I have some announcements to go over before we get started. If you have not checked out our Worldwide Poetry Project yet, Rock That Poem, you can do so by going to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Rock That Poem. Check out what we're doing. It's an amazing, fun, and exciting way to get uh, poetry out there into the hands of the public and it's as easy as rock, paper, scissors, and a little glue. And you're good to go. Really fun. Check it out. Rock That Poem. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. The next thing, if you are interested in doing a poetry workshop or poetry talk with us, you can uh, shoot me over a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, or you can email me, and I'll give the email address out here in just a little bit. Um, But shoot me over a message and let me know what you'd like to put the workshop together on. We can do these anywhere from a half an hour up up to about three hours long, uh, pre-recorded, or we can do them live or a combination of both, whatever it is that you need to uh, have put together for you, what your your, uh, program will entail. Remember that you do not need to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. This is just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together, uh, a little bit more than we have a chance to here on this show. And you know, also under the concept that I truly believe uh, with, with 100% of me um, is that that is that we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. You know, the day we stop learning and get too big for our bridges, shame on us. You know, the the point where we don't listen to people who have learned before us, shame on us. So we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So it can be a talk on anything. It can be an actual workshop where you step-by-step walk us through the mechanics of writing a poem. You can do one on your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poet, your favorite poem. Talk about, you know, what does this poem mean? Like Kind of like looking at the Mona Lisa and wondering what the smile is about. You can write one on your favorite uh, form of poetry, 
uh, whatever it is that you want to put together, just let me know and we'll get that set up. We have some real fun ones that we are working on recording now. Very excited about those. So let me know. Once again, Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A on Facebook. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you would like to put together. Then I would also like to thank, take a moment to thank Star Sevron and James Wensapian and Roy uh, Murdoch for sponsoring the show this year and helping us keep our three-hour uh, license. I appreciate you guys so much coming up to the plate this year and, and sponsor, helping to sponsor the show for us. All righty. And then every week I give out a couple of things. I do a writing prompt and a writing exercise. Now, while I give out the writing exercise this week, I want you to f- grab a paper and uh, a pen because when I give you the writing prompt, you're going to want to write that down, okay? So make sure you while, while I'm giving you the exercise, get a pen and paper so you can write down the prompt this week. If you don't happen to be in a place where you can get a paper and pencil, by the way, these shows are archived. And so if you don't get these written down now or forget what they are or whatever, uh, you can just come back about 10 minutes after the show's over and listen to it in the show's archive and, and grab these real quick. In fact, you can go back to any week you want for the last couple of years and uh, grab a prompt if you ever get stuck for a thought because we give them out every week. Alrighty, So grab that paper and pencil. The exercise this week is going to be kind of fun. Now, uh, last week or last month for National Poetry Month, we did story prompts because I wanted you to step out of your comfort zones and look at ways of constructing ideas and sentences and plots and things like that in order to help improve your poetry writing. So it was kind of fun, because I did, so I did a little bit backwards, because we're always giving out poetry prompts. So if you want any of those, if you want any of those prompts, like I said, you can go back in the archives and listen to those too, by the way. So the exercise this week, and an exercise is meant to make you sweaty. You know, it's out there and, and playing with words and getting dirty and just making messy, and it doesn't matter what happens, okay? That's the purpose of an exercise. I mean, that, think about, you know, when you go out jogging. You know, that's that, you're, you're not looking good. You're just, you're working. You know, you're, you're flexing those muscles. You're growing, stepping outside of comfort zones. All right, so the exercise I want you to do is I want you to imagine weather indoors. Um, I want you to write a piece about the weather inside a room or inside of a house uh, based on what's going on. So think about what your topics could be. Uh, Like when I hear you uh, talking in the other room, uh, when I see the mailman through the window, whenever you walk into a room, when I try to cook, when the cat shows up, when the baby wakes up, um, when she walks across the room wearing those jeans, when... Uh, he walks through the door when the grandkids are here, when we sit down to family dinner, when I crawl into bed, um, when my teenage daughter hears the phone ring, uh, when it's time for the kids to do the chores, when the exterminator walks in. Okay, think of whatever examples you you can, and then what kind of weather would you use to describe when that happens in the room or in the in the house? Okay. And maybe it's not something happening in it. Maybe it's just the room itself, the fingerprints of the room, or the history that it holds. Um, What kind of images of weather does it provoke or conjure? So um, imagine indoor weather, perhaps like a a thunderstorm in the attic, a tornado in the kitchen, that type of thing. Use any variation of these or go in whatever direction it provokes you. Be daring. Write several. You'll have fun with it. So that is our exercise for the week. 
Now, your writing prompt. The prompt is different. A prompt is actually designed to provoke a thought, plant a seed uh, in order to produce a poem, an actual poem, okay, which is different from making messy. Well, for most of us, for me, it's not always. Um, so these you can use as a title. You can use them as a line in your poem, or you can use it um, as the, the general concept of your poem, and you can, any interpretation that you want. So for the month of May, and this is part of uh, one of the workshops that I do, which um, is Writer's Block's Just an Urban Legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. All right. So this is, you know, one of the things that I talk about in that workshop. So for the month of May, the whole month, we are going to be doing writing prompts that are song titles. Okay, and I'm going to be, the reason you need a pen and paper is because I'm going to be giving three of them a week. So all five weeks of May, we're going to be giving out three t uh, song title writing prompts. And you can use any one of them you want. It doesn't matter. If you, write, you get extra cool points if you use each of the titles in one poem. <laughs> and I do have a cool point award, by the way. That's not just a myth. I can actually like post that on your Facebook page. Ooh, I hear you guys all just ah now. Okay, anyway, so get, write these titles down, or like I said, you can come back later and get them from get them from the archives. The first title this week is "She Talks to Rainbows," and that's by the Ramones. So she talks to rainbows. The second song title is Small Flowers Crack Concrete. Small Flowers Crack Concrete. That's a song by Sonic Youth. And then Macho Insecurity. Macho Insecurity by the Dead Kennedys. So those are your three title prompts. She walks in rainbows, small crack, or excuse me, fall, small flowers crack concrete, and macho insecurity. And then next week we will give you three more. All righty. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So if you don't remember this, come back and listen to the archives. All right. So that is your writing prompt for this week. All right. Now, I am going to – we always start and end each episode with an audio track. And so if you are recording, I just I totally, just totally, absolutely lost my page because I lost my studio. I'm trying to multitask; it doesn't go real well. All right. So, if you are a recording artist and you'd like to have us upload your uh, audio track, your spoken word poetry, uh, performance piece, whatever it is, to the show's library and play that on the show, you can email those to us. The word "that" is in the email address: the Speakeasy Cafe, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail dot com. Alrighty, the speakeasy cafe at gmail dot com. Make sure in the subject subject lines you put audio track MP3 file recording something like that for me, so it'll stand out there. That would be awesome, and we'll be good to go. The piece that I picked out to start the show with tonight is by um, Iwin Bedford, and this piece is called "Girl Behind the Mask," and you can find this on YouTube. Okay, Girl Behind the Mask, Iwin Bedford. Here we go.
The girl behind the mask doesn't understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it doesn't matter how many times that I've told her, she still relies on the opinions of people who don't realise that what they see as shy is in fact the feeling of lonely, the feeling of whatever she does is not quite good enough, the feeling of constantly disappointing the people closest who only want to see her happy. But instead they have to watch the deterioration and can do nothing, can do nothing but hope and pray that one day the girl behind the mask can finally say, with content and honesty to herself, I'm happy. I can put these feelings of no self-worth on the shelf and live on and build up my life and repair myself in the past and can finally say to myself that at last I've done it. I've beaten the demons inside my soul, the demons who did nothing but make my thoughts and my life cold, the ones who made me contemplate my life, my confidence, my existence and my future, made me feel hurt that can't be fixed with a surgical suture. The ones who made me panic when I even left my room As if the world was out to get me As if one day soon my day will come When I can't take any more The burden of depression has left me too sore There's no other option No other way It's time Time to give my life away The girl behind the mask doesn't see That her strength shines so much brighter You see, the girl behind the mask Doesn't know what she's capable of it's as if she's blind to how happy she makes everyone. Puts a smile on the face of a person feeling down. She's blind to the fact that she can turn a sad day around and make people smile from ear to ear. But when she takes off the mask, she's filled with nothing but fear. Fear of what the next day is going to be for her. As if she's waiting for her sentence and there's nothing but rumours being spread about her. The girl behind the mask is the definition of beauty, the meaning of strength. She needs to know that it's the beauty of everyone who cares to help in the fight, to make her realise that her life is her life. To understand there's nothing to be afraid of. She has family and friends who will show depression what they're made of. The girl behind the mask needs to lift her head up and open her eyes and realise that she'll never be alone. As much as she may feel it, the pain she's feeling now, Happiness will heal it. So be strong and proud of the person you are, because with strength and power, the end of these feelings isn't far. And you can smile, sing, dance around and live the life you've been deprived of, the life you haven't felt, the life you've lived contemplating an overdose or a belt. The life you've lived where eating is made a living hell. The life you've lived where everything goes wrong. But I promise that one day you can sing the song of courage and bravery. And you'll be free from the emotional pain of mental anxiety. Stand with me now, girl behind the mask. Listen to these words to yourself, you must ask. Why am I letting this take over? And then look in the mirror and witness your beauty. And as hard as it seems, you need to smile, it's your duty. And then see your pain as an emotional journey. A bumpy ride that as long as it seems, remember that certainly there'll be a destination waiting for you where you can be happy at last. But please be strong. That was Iwan Bedford with Girl Behind the Mask, an absolutely amazing piece. Check him out. Find him on YouTube. Google him. 
um, incredible, incredible artist. All right, so something else I want to do real quick, and this is we a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the poets was reading and um, used the word echo in a sentence. And my little AI friend who sits here on my desk is named Echo. And so she replied to him on the air. So I wanted to see this week if we can talk to Echo and see if we can get her to read a poem for us. Okay, so Echo, read a poem. I see a sea of sea green grass, dark as a bat's eye, floating, gloating, showboating, beneath the gentle waves, gentle waves like tiny baby fingers. Massaging a kitty's back. Meow, kitty. Meow. <laughs> so that that was a poem by by Echo, my A-E, or A-I-E. I have to figure out what the E stands for. Okay, so, guys, the number to call in, again, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty, and I want to let you know what to expect when you call in tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 989 is our first caller tonight. Alrighty, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you tell us who you are. That's really important. You want people to know who's reading. Okay, part of this isn't just the warm, fuzzy feeling of, oh, I heard a poem. It's to market yourself, to share your work with the world, to let them get to know you as a voice, you know, to start networking and, you know, producing a base of readers for your work and vice versa and inspiring each other and getting inspired. And and um, so it's really important to, you know, not just be someone who calls in and reads, but to be actual an actual part of the community. There's so many benefits because we have so many amazing people um, that that have spent 11 years building this this place to be what it is. And I'm really proud of all of you. I'm proud of being a part of this with all of you, by the way. Just so, just saying. So anyway, <laughs> it's really important to tell people who you are. Um, you know, and then <laughs> once you uh, – we, right now we are doing um, – we have kind of full phone lines, so we're going to start out reading one poem. Normally, you know, we can sometimes do two, but today we have – the lines are kind of full, so we're going to start out reading just one poem. After you read your poem, if you want to read a second, just go ahead and either hang up and call back in or just press 1 and that will take you out of the show's lineup. Press 1 again and it will put you right back in so you'll start through the circle again. All right. And um, But the only exception to this, by the way, and I'm gonna, I need to start making sure I tell people, the only exception to the one poem rule is when I give homework to you and you do your homework, if you bring your homework back, you can read two poems. You can read the poem you were intending to read, and you can read the homework that I gave you because that makes you teacher's pet, and I get to do anything I want. So, because I, well, that just sounded so snotty. <laughs> but do your homework, and you can read two no matter what. That's incentive. That's your little gold star. Um, so, yeah, you can start out tonight by reading one poem. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL once again. It's important to build that social network of writers in your peer group. Uh, you want people to be able to come over and find you and get to know you and your work and, you know, 
welcome you into the social network so you can start doing all that inspiring and inspiredness and happening things and stuff and things like that. Anyway, then, yeah, you're good to go. Give you URL. After that, remember that this is a mature-rated show, you guys. So you're bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No porno poems. You know, there's some great shows for that, and there's nothing wrong with that kind of uh, poetry, but we just can't do it here because we will mess up our ratings. So, you know, mature poetry, uh, but no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B, nothing graphic. Don't want to be talking about nipples, okay? Other than that, you're good to go. So let me go ahead and give our first three callers so you can kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 989, then we have 540, and then 83 or 863, 863. All right, so let's go ahead and get our first caller on the line. 989, are you with us? I sure am. It's uh, George Wiley. Hey, George, how are you, sweetheart? Doing great, doing great. Just uh, trying to get fit, which is not easy. For someone that's 141 years old, and uh, <laughs> and then uh, just really enjoying weather. That uh, spring weather is finally here, except for the uh, hour on hour by hour thunderstorms in the last day or so. But we're getting there, and another spring pops up. Do you like spring? Are you a spring person? Yeah, you know, I I used to like winter, and now I don't. Um, and I like I love spring. I I do quite some quite a lot of gardening, and uh, in fact, I've already planted a barrel of new flowers, and uh, more to come. And the seeds have to go in and all this sort of thing. But uh, mostly flower gardening and uh, flowers that attract birds, and flowers that are photogenic, and whatever whatever. But I I do enjoy it so. Other than traveling and things, uh, gardening is one of my favorite things I do. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy okay. for you. I hope to find a lot of inspiring things growing out there this year. Oh, they better they better be, or I'll put weeds all <laughs> around them. Um, my my poem tonight is a, a mixture between a prose poem and a short story. It's called Breaded Mozzarella Sticks. My friends were not the topmost kind. It took me in only because we graded each other on a curve. The Chesapeake and Ohio line ran right through town near Ed Fortune's bar. We were always on the tracks wrong side, no matter where we lived. The good kids had cars with automatic transmissions and garages which actually held tires and their mothers put on makeup to buy groceries. All other kids would go to college whether they wanted to or not. And they had cottages on golden lakes where the sun always shone. Their houses were brick and had Venetian blinds, and someone else mowed their lawns. And their parents spoke to them quietly, agreeably. I don't even think they went to the bathroom. While our folks yelled a lot, and the siblings might actually hit one another. We got dirtier. We knew how to stalk a friend in the dark, and we were sure that was what made us cool. When our parents drove us to the dance, we asked them to drop us off a block away. Well, the good kids glided shiningly up to the door, got out taking 
photos of each other. Reverend Whiteship's daughter arrived, a prestigious sight to behold. But we knew her better from over behind the pickle factory where she wasn't singing hymns. The years drew on, and they removed the train tracks. Some of my friends and I, we had done quite well. Occasionally blew back into town to meet and drink beer at Fortune's Bar, which still stood, but it had been modernized with barn wood and stuff that may look much older than it actually was. They now served, served breaded mozzarella sticks instead of pickled eggs from the big jar. And as was de rigueur in every local bar across the land, a fat drunk slouched at the end of the bar, his eyes glued to the napkin. The bartender said, oh, that's Ace Barkman. He married Reverend Whiteside's daughter. I asked, didn't Stacy's dad own half the town? He answered, oh, yes, but old man Barkman disowned Stace because he, he's a drunk. And his wife left him. Stace heard his name spoken and looked over and quickly looked away. We changed the subject. What are they doing with that great old train depot? The bartender said. First, some lady from up north turned it into a Bible church called Della's Devotion Depot, but it closed. So now it's going to be a dollar store. People are pretty happy about that around here. End of poem. You know, throughout that entire piece, it had such a clear, consistent voice. It is really hard when you write what I call a slice-of-life poem to keep the same voice throughout the telling of the story. You know, it's easy to slip from, you know, what you would actually be thinking and doing in, say, 1950 and slip into a voice and attitude of... um, you know, like it would be like writing a poem in the 50s and saying Native American instead of Indian. And, you know, because in the 50s they would have said Indian. Someone nowadays would say Native American or indigenous person. So if you're writing a poem in the voice of the 50s and you say indigenous person, it, 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 ruins, it, it, just, it ruins the whole thing. It's like, you know, watching a scene in a movie and noticeably all of a sudden the actress is, you know, wearing a different dress and her hair short right. and brown right? and her boobs are smaller. And, you know, she's the, the guy, you know, they're <laughs> setting the brick. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it just, it totally ruins it. Um, right. But throughout that entire piece, you used imagery that was consistent, a consistent voice. And that is powerful. That made that piece powerful. Because the entire time you're sitting there looking through a black and white photo album, and that's exactly the way the scenes played out. Um, the some of the the references you used were so incredible, such as um, mothers who put makeup on to buy groceries. You know, whether we were the the child of the mother who always looked beautiful, like June Cleaver. Or whether we were the the mother or the the children of the mother who wore sweatpants and curlers to school, right? You know, it doesn't matter which one of those we were. We have a very clear image of the emotion in that, what that meant, you know. 
right. another who puts on makeup to buy groceries. And then the other one I loved was just because I had such a huge love for trains, and it made me think about when you take a train across uh, cross country, is when you said behind the something about behind the pickle factory where she wasn't singing right. hymns, but you were talking about a building. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's it's like, you know, when you're on a train going cross country, the trains are always in the back of the towns, you know, so it's kind of like seeing, you know, the girls in their fancy dresses bent over bowing and you get to see their bloomers. You right. know, riding a train is like seeing America and its bloomers. You don't see the pretty front of the buildings all painted and the facade and the, you know, the shiny brass doorknobs and the, you know, little neat lines on the street. You, you get to see the backside of America. And it's pretty amazing. And so when you said that line, it's like, I just, I just it's like, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I loved that line. I absolutely loved that, that that image was talked about, about a building. And so, you know, instantly I'm on that train, you know. So very cool. I loved your piece. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, I tried to, I tried to, uh, you know, and some of the, uh, the, there was always, regardless of what we'd like to think, a small caste system in our towns. And I was from a small town. And this isn't totally biographical, by the way, but still, um, you know, there was a, a, a sort of a uh, unofficial caste system, and there still is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, and uh, there were demarcation lines, you know, that, that you know, sometimes you did cross, you know. But... Um, Still, it was fun to write, and I appreciate your, your compliments. It was a beautiful write. So do me a favor, my darling, and tell everyone how they can come find you. Oh, yes. Um, the only place is um, a Facebook page called George Wiley Writes. And awesome. I put a few... All right. You, you put a few pieces up there, you said? I put... Yes, I do, and others others put pieces up there. Some of the people that are even on uh, that call into the show occasionally will. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's relatively new. I think it's about eight weeks old. And, uh, Very cool. And I put, I put a few pieces up there too. Very cool. All right, you guys, make sure you go check that out. George Wiley, W Y L I E, on Facebook. All right, George, great job yeah. tonight, huh? Thank you. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, Phil Church down in Virginia. Hey, Phil Church, how are you? Oh, I'm doing doing pretty good. I, I hate you You got a cold, but uh, oh, I can I kind know. of relate. <laughs> well, we got, you know, beautiful weather and all, but down here where I live, there's some, some many doggone trees. So you got tree pollen, and it's it's giving me a fit. <laughs> That's not good. Never good when something no. gives you a fit. Well, well, it's not a hissy fit or anything. So. Just <laughs> 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 Oh, and I love that poem uh, that George did, and just like you, you know, when he's talking about the. Put on a lipstick, go to the grocery store, and immediately I'm thinking of my mom, you know, and uh, she's uh, she's in her, her mid-70s. She still, you know, she will not get out of the car till she fixes her <laughs> her lipstick and gets her, you know, 
Take that That's one awesome. last look at her hair. Yeah, she's one of them steel magnolias, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> southern southern so, lady. and. Have you ever written anything for her? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Several things. <laughs> I, uh, I do uh, uh, every Mother's Day. It's a poem. It's for Mom. And, of course, every Father's Day I do one for Dad. But I always put that stuff out there uh, that people can share it, you know. Uh, to This uh, year, your homework is to write a poem for your mom. Oh, with the I, title, I can write with the title, With the title, My Mom's Lipstick. My Mom's Lipstick. Well, that'd, yeah. Yeah, that'd be And write her a poem about, one. you know, who you saw her and how you saw her and how you thought the world saw her and what that lipstick meant and you know, what it says about the type of person she is and how being that type of person has either affected you or what you look for in a woman or, you know. But, yeah, I want you to write a poem about the female side of your mother. Oh, absolutely. I would, yeah, I would love to. That's, uh, that's actually a neat idea. She'll get a kick out of it, too. Uh, <laughs> I, Maybe you can buy her one of her favorite tubes and wrap it up and give them to her together. Tube of lipstick in the palm. Uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, she's you know, she's <laughs> uh, got the little compact and and all. I mean, all my life, you know, that's how she's always been. I used to have the, the you know, ladies over and that they play bridge <laughs> back in the sixties. I can still remember all that. Uh, I uh. Just real quick, I'm. Uh, I just found out uh, one of my books is being featured as book of the month in a uh, a publication. It's not one of my poetry books. It's a book. Uh, it's entitled Appalachian Lore, Paint X's Hoodoo's and such. And it's about <laughs> Appalachian awesome. like ghost stories. Yeah, charms, ghost stories, and all that kind of stuff. And even Cherokee uh, stuff. Because I've I've got a lot of Cherokee blood, uh, indigenous uh, Native American blood. So I even got a whole section that's nothing but Cherokee legends and things like that. So I'm real happy about that. That's the book I'll plug here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I fancy myself an Appalachian poet. So this is one of my first efforts uh, of an Appalachian poem, and uh, uh, it's called Good Moonshining. And... and, um, I have to preface this that this really was my family's business, like back in the forties. <laughs> so uh, our kin's business was moonshine. I ain't pulling your legging, and here's a bit of lore about commencing to bootlegging. Now, first of all, alcohol can be a demon and do you great harm, but it was just a respectable business born on the farm. It was a matter of pride and needing just the right touch made with ingenuity, grit, and the best fixings and such. Passed from father to son were all the things of necessity, how to make the mash and cook it with pride in the recipe, to hide the boiler and still check the bead, keep scum off it, and then how to jug it and then trip it and bootleg for a nice profit. Now, good clean spring water from a cove is the first thing, it's always been well known to find the source of a spring. 
the higher up a spring's holler is the best way to go. You can hide it all up yonder and no one should know. You can hide it or dig it in or you can run flex pipe from the spring. And just remember, for good shine, you know, sweet cold water is the main thing. Now listen up, here's a good tip that any moonshiner will heed. When an ounce is shaken, less than 100 proof won't bead. To make a 100 plus proof whiskey, let attention draw near. Begin the rum with malt, then mash, then distill the beer. Please don't forget to be patient, willing to wait till the hour. Moonshine depends on just how long you let that beer sour. If skull popping moonshine is just what you need, then about 200 proof always holds big eyed bead. And if a sweeter taste in your liquor sounds just dandy, add a quarter of fruit to the mash for some good brandy. Mind now, if gas you can't use, though it might make one yawn, start the fire on the boiler so first smoke's unseen before dawn. Here's a well known fact, best said the least. Sour your mash with the malt, not any yeast. Most important above all, for the good sign one may yearn, at no point during the run let any malt, mash, or anything burn. The recipe should never contain any soapy potash. It is four times the sugar to just one part of the mash. This is the basic formula if taken for all in all. It's nature's way of making that mean alcohol. Finally, if you want a runner to really haul your shine just right, put it in a pickup truck, black wood on top, trip it by night. Now, for those wanting to know more, and there isn't said enough, did you really expect me to reveal how to do all of this stuff? In poems. So... <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I love that poem, first of all. Second of all, it had to make me laugh when you said that. You know, and this is true. This is really my ancestors, folks. It made me think of my grandpa Clifford Sandy, who was, he used to, he was a horse wrestler. He would, him oh. and his buddies would ride around uh, mid, the mid, uh, Midwest and round up wild mustangs and herd them all the way up to Canada and sell them in Canada. So, wow. yeah, they were, they were you know, so I'm thinking, yeah, what kind of poem could I write about Great Grandpa Sandy? <laughs> that would that would be kind of cool. I loved the piece. I loved it for so many reasons. I thought it was absolutely incredible. And there's, I want I want to give you some homework of the very different kind. Okay. Okay. I want you to hand write that poem on a piece of paper. Okay. All right. Then I want you to fold it up and put it in a couple waterproof baggies and then either put it in a jar or a tin can or something, and I want you to go somewhere and bury it. Okay. Okay, because someday, a 100 years from now, I want someone to dig that up out of the ground and read it. And they will have, in that post-apocalypse world, they will have the instructions as they should be written on how to make their own moonshine. Oh, sure. And then you the, have and the, to and do the that. Dystopian, <laughs> the dystopian uh, Mad Max world of tomorrow, they ought to have a little skull popping. 
<laughs> Can you imagine, seriously, someone digging that up and reading it 100 years from now? You have to go bury that somewhere. You have to. Well, okay. <laughs> Promise? You know, it's funny. My dad, uh, he, he, I can remember him telling me stories how when he was a kid, uh, my grandfather, his dad, was trying to hide some of the fixings of an attic to make the mash and everything and, and how, uh, you know, critters field mice, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever, were overrunning their attic, eating up all of his, uh, his fixings. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so that was the end of his moonshine career. He had to, uh, uh, of course, this is back in World War Two. He, he, so he had to take a job as a, uh, in security down here at an ammo plant where they used to make powder, uh, uh, you know, black powder for our armed uh, forces over in Europe and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm going to let somebody else get a chance here, and I got a lot of homework to do. You do. So, you do. Yeah. But you have to bury that palm somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like I said, i I, I got to plug this, this one book, and it, it's called Appalachian Lore. The subtitle Hanks, Hexes, Hoodoos, and such. I'm working on a companion that's going to come out. Uh, uh, villains, Dixon's Vittles, and such. It's got all kinds of authentic uh, Appalachian and Cherokee recipes in it. But this is the one that's out now, and Wildfire Publications Magazine named it their book of the month for May, so I'm real proud. And all you got to do is go on Amazon and just put in Appalachian lore, and it should bring it up. Okay. Awesome. All right, darling. And once more, how do they find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Philip Church, uh, Philip with one L. Just uh, look me up and, and send me a friend request. The, the more the merrier. And I hope you, you're, you get over your cold and everything. And so I'm going to sign off, and we'll probably be uh, showing up with homework next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 734734. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, Dennis. (laughs) Dennis White, since I I, talked over the top of you. I'm back. Welcome back. I'm glad you're back. And it's May. Welcome to May. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is my birth month, so I like May. May is the last month I like, and then I don't like anything again until October. But I mm. like May when when the of the valleys are blooming and and yeah, everything smells green and pretty. Oh yes. Uh, do Do you care to share anything about your residency uh, program? I did not get eaten by a cougar. That's the most important thing that, of all. That is a plus. yeah yeah i i didn't get eaten by the cougar so i would say that's a win (laughs) but i will uh, have more time later i'll talk a little bit about that i forgot all right all right well i brought a short poem and i'm going to share with you uh the title is when the music stops and it's written in tri-rolet form and we say it that way because it sounds like Chevrolet. I'm from Michigan. <laughs> All right. When the music stops. Metronome 
it keeps on ticking beyond the time the music stops. Names she knew no longer sticking. Metronome, it keeps on ticking. Her mind's no longer fully clicking. Her photo albums, useless props. Metronome, it keeps on ticking. Beyond the time, the music stops. End of poem. That was beautiful. So tell me what you were doing the moment the the muse hit you on the head. What happened to inspire that poem? Uh, it was after a conversation with a friend uh, whose who's, uh, mother was uh, suffering from Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, and uh, and it just seems so sad and pathetic that she was a the person, the shell of the person she used to be, and uh, I just thought I'd reflect on that. Well, it was an absolute beautiful emotional way. I mean, you just you you got the emotion of that. Just it was phenomenal. You did a phenomenal job on that, my dear. Well, thank you for your kind words, and thank you for this wonderful platform that we're able to share. It's, it's such a it's such a good thing, and uh, we want to let you know how much appreciated it is, as you are as well. Oh, thank you. I love you so much. You're just the, one of the kindest people in the whole world. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, just telling the truth. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you that my poetry can be found at allpoetry.com, and I write under the name of Haiku Bless You with hyphens between uh, bless and you. So uh, if you want to look me up, there's a number of poems there, a variety of topics, and uh, you'll get a, get a flavor of some of the stuff I've written. And I always appreciate visits and comments, whether they're, uh, positive or not, constructive criticism is always good stuff to me. So uh, feel free to visit. And uh, I'm going to step aside and let the next poet step up. I'm going to say God bless. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart, and you too. Good night, Dennis. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 504. 504, you are on the air. Five oh four, are you with me? I can't hear you if you're there. Five oh four. Check your mute button. Can you hear me now? Okay. I now I can hear you. There you are. We're good. Oh, I'm sorry I dropped uh hit the thing pulling it off the charger over there. <laughs> you know how that I goes? heard a click so I knew the connection went through. Something went wrong, yeah, yeah. You know how it is. I'm all fumbling. <laughs> but, you know, that's so Go ahead goes. and introduce yourself to everyone, hon. It's Moon Cookie. I am Dwayne St. Romain. And, um, you know, pretty much whatever you want to find out about me is like on Discovery ID or in your local post office. So other than that, you know, everything pretty cool. Anyway, so I've been spreading out. <laughs> you know, you get through those periods where things happen and you can't work 
like you need to and all, and then all of a sudden, it's like when you can, you know, they just been waiting too long, and then after that, the, you try to keep up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you're blessed for the times you can keep up. But remember, you was telling about I love I love the poems that came first, you know, and all, and and I remember um, I'm I'm gonna try and make me some moonshine. I, I actually wanted to steal once, but got sidetracked on that one because it's too easy to go to steal. But um, anyway, um, and how you was telling um George about everything was just one good, solid, coherent voice through his poem. I really like that, you know. Mm. But, um, yeah, none of that's going to happen right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you are a unique and amazing genre, all of your own. And, you know, that that's the only introduction you need. You know what, though? Um, way back when, you know, I used to get comments about things. And um, a lot of people would say, oh, you need to put more yourself. You need to put more yourself in it. Why are you? You know, you ain't going to get into you open up. And then I went through some really putting myself in it. But when it comes down to it, I'm I'm just a storyteller. That's all I ever was. I was a song, I'm a songwriter first before anything. And everything else I do is just extension of telling stories. That's all I ever did. And uh, I, I come from a long line of storytellers. So any, this is one of them. But except... Um, expanding in some new medias and things like that. And um, so for whatever it is, this is just called Bus Bench Listen. I make shit up. I don't know. I had complicated relationships. Mama, she was so much more than her drinking. Love of God has Love, she was love. <laughs> Never touch the stuff. Should I croak the rest? Impatient, riding chaos, puff, tokes, smoke blown, kiln, kiss, cast a glass, crashed against the icy atmosphere, cast, throwing heat into shade till orange simmers down to fall schemes of dead leaf dreams. Cool, clear, fear, nothing is all. Let's be broken up to seeping good cocoa in the snow, love. Listening to the same drunken diatribe, so tusk drug through roots, no vibes thrive. Stout beats forgotten in misty, damp halls. Candle flame stamp to sting the stew humid consistency. Cling by acrylic fingernails and weaves, tails, shredded old man hair bear. Back again to listen. Come back. This ain't no comeback. Come back. Come in. Listen, it takes more, does more. For healing, it takes more. It takes forever or more, and you really have to want it. Can you afford 
to open this business and come back day after day, after breath, after heartbeat, to the same broom and blade, potato mountains with a galaxy of eyes. I need a drink. I need a rise. I need to sing. Clockwork, canary cage, clung on rusted warp gadget. My crust of him crumbles back, flips back. Wept. He wept, knowing an in point of doubt, he wept out in death, commanded, rise, I am love, commanded, rise, I am love, he said. Beloved, come back, please, come closer. If I shared a bite, would I get bites or bit? Only Christian when your Sunday suit is on. Screw six days, dust off the change, your Holy Ghost, just for saying sake. Christ was born around Good Friday. Track back stars. It written. Christmas is every day, huh? That would be something. Waiting for the past to come back. Be. Now. Still, I'm coming back. So far outside me, my own periphery, a ghost outside the shell, ramble of lies to tell, but pretty, for pretty's sake, if you come back, I'd spit a crystal rainbow, watermelon rind, round a spell beckon red, succulent reality, if you would listen. Come back. Come back. Come closer. Come in. Come back. When you had me, my back, you. Follow me. Follow me? Hey, follow me. Follow don't preach to me. Preach Genesis or Genesis. Praise be. Real me don't need a message. Plentiful midnight rise up pregnant lunar glows. Princess waves and slightly staggering, chilling, loud sense crowd. The empty absent waves of wind. The icky sticky offends with thrills of chill feeling. Steel halters. Wooden rampart. Ancient timbers, splinter, building a rhythm, knocks a four on forehead a rock. I am a blind man in the brush, scruff, woods. Don't tell me what I should see. I feel for eyes. I feel to see. I feel for you. Feel you. True. Feel you for truth. See your truth. Feel you for real, well-groomed muscle memories exceed new walls. Agreed? Who needs agreement? Praise the senses in the score. Feels only live past the pen. Refrains, revisit it again. Come back, dissonant, dissent, pop brews. Tombs, line horizons, enshrining whispers of cannons, timbale and congas along a cabinet of shine where echoes come to die. Come back, imminent. 
scratches, scams, prejudice with half-lives. That way the blink of man upon the eyes of sun, number one. I don't know. Again, I made shit up. Listen, I'll come back. You know, I think one of the reasons I'm so mesmerized by you is that you are a very mature poet. And when I say that, I don't mean that you're, you know, that you're an all-grown-up poet or you write all stuffy or that. What I say when I, I say that you are a mature poet is that you are someone who's very comfortable in your voice. You've come to that place in your writing and with yourself that you write from a very honest, true, raw, pure place. You know, you're you're past that. I need to write something that someone's going to like. I can't write this because someone might think different, or or you don't question yourself anymore. You know, I think that you've been that way for a long time. You know, you you've got an old soul pen when you write. You're very a very mature, comfortable in your voice way of writing. You um you always so generous to me, you know. Um, if you knew music like I knew music, they'd just slap your ass around. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know. I think that's the first time I've been called mature anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different poem, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They they write about that already. But you know, let the legends take care of those things. That way, I can deny them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic so, um, job on that, sweetheart. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so um recording that one and gonna do a video of it. So uh it's my first time trying to put it all together, but you know, when it comes you just gotta get it get it like it gives to you, you know. So You're gonna anyway, record that you, and do a video? I'm already working I'm almost finished with it. Um I, I got to add some uh, original parts and and some vocal dubs, and then I got to get get this idea that I have for these video this video down. Yeah, um, it's a good starter. It's a good starter for the thing that I want to be able to do. So this is an easy enough starter, and and uh, there are enough different segments that um, yet you can still kind of tie it together. Uh, because well, make sure I get the audio this, track of that and the link to the video when it comes out. Yes, ma'am. I promise. I can, I can put the audio track <laughs> on the show's library and, and sit there and just play the video on repeat. Yes, ma'am. I promise. I'll, <laughs> I'll be happy to hear you hear it. <laughs> awesome, sweetheart. Cookie, you're amazing. Please tell everyone how they can find you. You are, too. Yeah, you, you find me on Facebook. You can find me on WordPress, uh, Moonhouse blog, uh, anything say Moon Cookie with. You know, too easy at the end to cook it like cookie. That's me, and um, you know, you can find me around. Um, I've been, I've been, I haven't been able to participate much in some of the the generous offers I've had, but uh, invited to join Outlaw Poets, and God, they have some great and talented people there, and I'm just and and starving poets tour, and I love going over there and and reading everybody's uh work. So um, I haven't really been able to post that much, but you know. You'll find me, you know, getting away from me. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> so anyway. Cookie with two E's. 
and you'll find it. Yeah, them. baby. Yeah. So I'm listening <laughs> right. and I'm a working and uh, thank y'all so much and and much love and and so honored to be here as always and and thanks to Star and Safe and um and thank you for for putting this like you do every for so long so dedicated you know. <sighs> you. <laughs> I thank still you got your birthday poem already, Rick. I'm gonna give it to you next week, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank love, you, love, love. <laughs> love you too. Bye. Bye, my sweetheart. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code four one nine. Four one nine, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It's been a great week. That's good, and the weather's getting better, and I love spring because I get all the buds in my property looking at all the things growing, and it's just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome to be a part of that. It's awesome to to, take a bunch of pictures outside, and that's, you know, the only only thing I don't like are the ticks, so if anybody wants to donate chickens, I'll take them. (laughs) Chickens are awesome until you don't get banty hens. Chickens are great, just no banty hens. (laughs) What, what, What do they do bad? Oh, they they won't certain... they won't roost with bigger chickens and they poop all over your yard and your porch and they sit right on your Ew. porch railing and wake you up in the morning. They're yeah, horrible. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like my alarm clock half the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. An alarm um, clock? What's an alarm clock? Right? Oh, the one that you have to hit snooze ten times before you even physically get up. <laughs> oh, that's that thing oh. I hit once and it's never gotten back up ever. <laughs> I remember that, okay. <laughs> right. Right. Do I don't have my internal clock going. Um, my name is Shelly Gambino. Um, hello, everybody. <laughs> it's pretty cool having your sister call in. Yes, yeah, I think she was supposed to do it tonight. I'm not sure. She did I talked last to her a little week. earlier. Yeah, and then she, I, I asked her if she was going to do it again tonight, so I'm not sure if she's in the lineup or not. That would be very cool. <laughs> uh well, I you know, you two should write my... a collaboration piece together, and then I can bring you both on at the same time, and you can both read your your parts. That would be cool. Or, like, give us a subject, and we write our own take on it and see if our minds do think alike. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. That would be re- I, I like that idea even better. No, I like both ideas because I'm a... greedy. Yeah, I like them, too. <laughs> I'm thinking now. <laughs> you got me rolling. Uh, well, like, I gave three um, at the beginning of the show every month, every week for the month of May. I am giving uh, three song titles as a radio or as a radio, three song titles as a writing prompt. Okay, and this week the three song titles were "She Talks to Rainbows," "Small Flowers," "Crack Concrete," and "Macho Insecurity." So those are the three titles. So maybe you could, you guys could agree on one of those, and bring your homework next week. And see, we'll see how different the poems are. That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, so get a hold of her. Those are the three titles. If you don't remember them, they're at the very beginning of the show. You can listen to it in the archive, okay? That's awesome. Yes, and yes, I have done that before because I don't have a computer here. So um, if I'm at work and it's a slow day, I sometimes go on and get to go back and listen to everybody's stuff. So that's really awesome. Um, I have some cool. bad news for my family. When I first started doing your show, um, I said that I wrote a poem book about my nephew that was diagnosed with a brain tumor and Mm -hmm. he's four years old and they just found out that it's growing. So it's like, um, he's been through a whole bunch of stuff already at four years old. 
So I just ask if anybody wants to pray, that's awesome. But the piece that I chose tonight is the first poem I wrote in his book, and that's the reason why. And it's got the word echoes in it. <laughs> so it was the beginning okay. of the show when you said that. So um, that's what I want to share about my nephew. Um, okay. So it says, the title is Train Coming Down the Tracks. Can you hear it rumble and roar? It's the great train barreling down the track. The engineer in his blue and white striped hat and wearing overhauls to match. And as the wheels turn round and round, the train, it continues to move forward fast. A town is approaching near. Time for the engineer to pull the chain and engage the brakes. The whistling noise echoes down the tracks as a horn blows loud to alert the people. The station is the next destination. Oh, look, a train, a train, a little boy shouts in so much excitement as it slowly makes its approach. Mommy, mommy, can we go for a ride? So much excitement in this little boy's cry. Well, we may just have to board that train then, Mommy says with tickets in hand, and together they embarked for a ride. Aw, that was beautiful. It was about cancer, but it was for a chi- written in like a child's point of view, and I did this whole book I did in like one day. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so absolutely, that's absolutely amazing. How many pieces are in the book now? Um, well, the book, the book is done, and I did um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, twelve, thirteen. There's like fifteen, fifteen um, pages, sixteen poems, but they're real, they're short little poems. And then I got him on the title, and then I mailed it to his house, and he was so happy because he was on the cover. He's like, they made a book about me. <laughs> you know, so, what would be really cool yeah. is if we could figure out a way to safely do this, but have everybody draw a picture or write a poem or a haiku for him and send it to him. So he started getting all this mail of poems Aww. people have written for him or a kid's mm-hmm. poem. Just write a kid's poem or something like that. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, he, you know, you check you he, should check he, with the post office to see office to see if they could set with a post office box that was forwarded to his home address. That way it, it you're not giving out someone's home address. But if you right, could right. start something like that, an event like that, or start a group like that, you know, and, um, you know, maybe there's other kids out there that would benefit first from some, you know, some amazing attention like that uh, to brighten the days, you know, yeah. and, the, and the parents, yeah. you know, to be able to read them to him and things like that. You know, that could be a kind of a neat group to start. You know, who knows right. what that would branch into for other children, too. But if you can find out from the post office if they can do a forward on a post office, that way you've just got one, uh, you know, you've got one address and it's a safe one. But that would be really cool, I think. Talk to his parents about it and see what they think. That's, I'll send one. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then um, if I go out of queue and come back in queue tonight, because I'm not sure how your rest of your show is going to go, there's one more in the book that I'd want to read called Firefighter, and um, I will do that if you have enough time on your show. Okay, yeah. Just press oh. 1. As soon as I mute you again, press 1, and it'll put you down, and then press 1, and it'll put you back in. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. All right, now tell everyone once again. Shelly Gambino, that's S-H-E-L-L-Y, Gambino, G-A-M-B-I-N-O. You can find me on Facebook. I post a lot of my poems on there. Um, I had a page called Political Intrigue, but I don't know. Only I can see it, but it says public when I post it. So I have, I'm not an IT person, so I have no idea how to change that. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if people can even see that or not. When they go on my site, I'm not sure. So, 
Otherwise, send me a friend request. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And I love that. I love that. That was almost made me cry. But Aww. we'll talk oh, some more about that. You. And press one. Like Definitely. I said, as soon as I mute, you don't do it until after you're muted. But once you're muted and you can start hearing the show again, um, then uh, go ahead and press one and press one again. Okay? Sounds good. And thank you very much. And you have a wonderful evening. And I enjoy your show every Thursday. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Thanks. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Ms. Nyla. Hey, Mr. Soldier Blue Blue. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I was, good to uh, hear from you. Oh, thank you. I, it's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, there's definitely, uh, well, it just helps me out. It does in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't always say it, I'm sure, but I, uh, you know, it, uh, being around other folks and, and, uh, you know, some, the, the, some kind of, a creative atmosphere is definitely a plus for me. And, um, uh, to that end, I was, uh, doing some, uh, some rummaging, uh, through various, uh, of my, uh, Are you introducing your poem now? Yes, I is. Well, stop. Oh. I'm not. I, I, well, I, I no, want to I talk to you to. first. I want to talk to you for a second, oh, okay. and then you can introduce okay, it. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. So I had so much fun with you writing. I sent you the song Pocahontas by Neil Young right. and had you write to it, and I was just, I loved what you wrote. And I was thinking about it this week, and I have another piece of homework for you. Okay. And if you need me to find it and send it to you, the link to you, then I'll do that. But you're probably, you may be old enough to remember this, but there used to be a television commercial, and I just saw it the other day on this mm-hmm. retro thing, but there was this tele- television commercial where it showed a highway and cars mm-hmm. going back and forth on the highway. And then it started mm-hmm. panning out, and it came to the back of a Native American's head with a headdress on, and somebody drove by and threw trash out the window, and it rolled up and hit his moccasined feet. And then he mm. turned and looked at the camera with a tear rolling down his face. Do you remember that ad? Yeah, his, his name is Iron, or was Iron Cloud. Okay, so I want mm. you to think about, I want you to write a poem about that commercial. Whatever aspect or whatever however you want to take it, but I want you to write a poem, poem about that, that commercial where he's standing there and someone litters. And he turns around and looks at the camera with a tear rolling down his cheek. Sure. That would be fun. I'm going to do all kinds of crazy things for you now. (laughs) That's my evil laugh. Hey. Put it this way. Poke me in the haunches was pretty crazy enough, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right, baby. Now you can introduce your poem. Now I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, but, uh, I just, the only reason I wanted to just uh, say something a little bit before was just because it's it's an older piece, and I wanted to do it because it reminded me of uh, uh, better times when being able to get up uh, uh, on uh, the microphone in front of an audience, and it was just a cool thing because I didn't really, well, first of all, I didn't really remember this piece, and. Um, and, but I did remember that you know that the, these uh, this group of students in university, you know, were uh, part of a uh, or given access to the printing press in their uh, at their university, and they pu- published uh, the, these uh, 
uh, works by various of local people as well as other students. And they consistently, while they were, you know, and during their four-year uh, four-year term, would uh, include me in their anthologies. And it's it's kind of funny because I was just looking at the date, and it's like, uh, you know, the year 2000, and it's like, wow, that's like 18 years ago. <laughs> And um, but even so, I mean, it's it, it still you know when I think about it, it's like I I, I I'm again obviously time, but um, I, I I would just you know just in, just on the off chance that one or two of them, you know maybe you know listen or maybe they they check out the archives, I just want to tell them all you know that they, they they who were the the dispossessed, um, the uh, huge thank you and what an honor and a privilege it was to be included in their anthologies. And I was uh, looking through this particular publication that I have, and it's got all of their autographs, and some of them wrote me little messages and things. And for that, I'm at all, you know, like I said, I'm just grateful and thankful that they uh, thought of me enough to, to include me. Um, and this, this work is called uh, Animal Dreams. Animal dreams, white hot wires in a sleeping raven's mind. He who knows the night highway and sings as he cries in the times before blue time. This one was one of us. The cry goes out. It carries on and on, seeping through the mist of a white waterfall, padding with a slow sound through the soft earth of a blue haze hill flying in between the cloud towers and islands of a summer sky to slam earthward when there is no one to receive it. On morning's far side, raven careens through the darkness above night's highway, seeking for the familiar round of the shelter of they who were once with the animal nations. Animal dreams, a country of landscapes unseen, unknown. The visions of ancient holy places open circles in the pines. A thread-thin path to the highest stones of the mountain. The good grounds for harvest and quiet eating. Raven dreams of the last summer he saw these beings. He Remembers sharp sounds of pain, maybe the final darkness. He remembers the echoes of crying voices on a mist-wet spirit wind. Raven cries for his brethren and feels he will see them no more. So in a voice of the sadness for the dead, he cries in the times of before blue time. This one was one of us. And peace. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Now I don't. You you. I know that you go through mood wise. You go through a lot of highs and lows. And you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day. That you know, the way that you write, how deeply you write, the passion you write with. That it's you know, it's it's. It's draining. It's the, the passion that you live with every single day for what you are fighting for, you know, can take its toll on you. And 
you know, I just I just applaud you for what you write and what you do. Thank you. I, uh, it's a challenge every day. A lot of times that challenge is to, in its own way, just waking up and accepting that challenge. But I know that I have to because I'm certainly not going to let it go. I've made too many sacrifices to, to turn back now. I'm not mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, we reached that point. You know, it's it's the burn got us there, but it's it's kind of nice when the the adrenaline of the passion takes over, and you don't have you know that not that the burn's not there, but that burn is re, replaced with ether, and you can just go forever now. You know, it, it's it is a lot of hard work to get there. You know, you do have that burn, you do have that that drive. You know, and when you get to that point where you know there's the bridge is burning, there's no return, and you got nowhere to go but forward all of a sudden you hit that ether and it's pretty awesome and i've you know since i've met you how many years ago <laughs> more than longer than the, this show's been on the air right oh yeah when i was hosting this is, oh sure we 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 um we we started off with my fans mm-hmm. so. on my space yeah yeah so i've so. i've known you a good 12 years at least 12 13 years oh at least, at least. I will say this, um, just as kind of in my explanation, and it's just, it's just kind of like, um, I guess you could say one of the one of the cores. I mean, it's not the only one, but it's definitely a, a a good good one that I like to keep in my mind. And it's one of the things that I you know, reasons why I kind of include some kind of imagery to uh, to this end. Um. In the movie uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, there was this, what I call a story within a story. And there was a scene where there was um, uh, old, uh, old, uh, where, uh, Wadi, Lone Wadi, um, the, the old uh, lady that was uh, known as Grandma and the young girl, and they were tied by the wrists behind a two-wheel Comanchero uh, wagon. And mm-hmm. they were walking in the dust. And um, grandmother, because of she you know, and all of the the trauma and everything of seeing you know several of her um, relatives killed and by the Comancheros, and then you know the heat and the exhaustion and so forth and all, uh, basically succumbed to it and fell and, and was being dragged behind the the wagon. And uh, Lone Wadi picked her up and put her her arm over his neck and told her. If you fall, they will let you die. Keep walking. And in a lot of ways, for me, that's a lot of what I see in terms of, you know, the culture and the traditions and the ways of my people. As a traditional person, if I fall, if I let myself be dragged along, they will let me die. So I have no choice but to keep walking. And that's exactly what I will do. I will not stop walking. I will keep walking regardless of what happens. See, even if you were to go back and listen to the archives right now and write everything that you just said down, that would be a poem. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put it this way. That's been about 18 or 20 poems, actually. (laughs) (laughs) In one way All or right, another. my love. You know, Tell up. everyone how to find you, honey. So, 
Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me, uh, Rafe Wild, and in parentheses it'll say Soldier Blue Blue, and that's me on uh, Facebook. And uh, so that can uh, things around. That's pretty much where I'm at these days. But um, that's me, and I just keep on, keep on going. I have uh, some other new stuff that I wrote today too, in terms of putting it into my one of, one of my little chappy books to be able to read the way I like to read them. Uh, but uh, obviously those will be for next uh, next time. So, because I wanted, like I said, I didn't want to read that one though, because like I said, it took me back to some some better times and being up on the poetry reading microphone. Yeah. Well, that's where you need to be. So, you know, whatever it takes, fill the burn. Get going. Got it. All right. I'm cracking my whip, my Nyla whip. (laughs) (laughs) Blue team go, blue team go. (laughs) Hey, you know what? You know what? And I I got that that other thing covered, too. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Again, it's going to. It's good. It's already got some. It's already got some twists and turns in my head, anyway. So, we're awesome! Gonna, I cannot we're gonna, wait. We're gonna roll that thing up and let it rip. Okay, perfect. I can't wait to see what you write. Thank you, baby. We'll talk to <laughs> sure. you next week, hon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Next caller comes from area code. Oops, wait a minute. Two one nine. You are. Not next, 219, you're after this next caller. I need to bring on, because their call dropped earlier, and I don't want them to have to wait through the entire line again because they were all been waiting for a while. So we are bringing on 973. 973, you are our next caller. Hello? Or 937. 937, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Hey, peace and blessings, Nyla. How are you? I'm doing great, sweetheart. How are you doing? I am in between um, clients working, but I had to call your show back because I had a Phenomenal time last week, and um, I just had to come back and show some support. Well, we are very, very glad you're here. I am very glad to be here, and I, I just want to shout out the brother that read before me. Um, I, this is my second time hearing him because of your show, and um, I, I really love his work and his passion and his due diligence that you can hear and not even know his story, but you can hear his poetry and know his story from just wanted to mm-hmm. speak to you, too. Yeah. Um, I've got a really small piece. I've got a young lady waiting on me. I tutor part-time. So I'm a really small piece, and whenever you're ready, um, I'll Please see go you. ahead. <clears throat> I haven't really given it a title, but I like to try to do something fun to break up the monotony because I, too, am a a community activist and social activist and all that good stuff, but this was just to break a little little monotony. So I heard a, a young lady doing a piece, and she kept talking about King Kong in reference to her lover. So I said, oh. So you know us poets are very, very beautifully strange people. So from hearing her talk about her sex life and King Kong, I said I wanted to do a spin, so I did. It's my title. So it says, he's no King Kong. Born to write. He's no King Kong, but he is a descendant of the king of the jungle. No, he's no fancy warrior, and there are no songs written about his name. He isn't plastered all over magazines, nor will you see him on a plasma screen. But this guy, this guy, he is the star that brightens my sad days. 
No, we don't make love, yet he comforts me at night. He is no angel, and he can speak in his own language, and at times, sometimes put up one hell of a fight. Yes, he gets upset when I come home late at night, but once we talk and I rub his belly in his back, he rubs my leg, and our kindred magic is back. Who is this special, majestic creature, you may ask? His name is Butter, and he's my cat. That's that piece. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. The ending almost made me cry. I, I I got the I got that sting. I'm telling you, like you know those YouTube videos you watch of that kid on The Voice, and he's homeless and has you know only has four legs and and six heads, and but he comes out there and he sings like crazy, and you get that tear and that lump. That's what your poem just did to me. Wow, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm honored. Um, I do have um, one question mm-hmm. uh, because I heard you say that you had given some. You're cutting out, and I can't hear you, love. Okay, I'm sorry. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, I do apologize. I'm in a um, in a place of not good reception, but. You said she talked to rainbows was one of the song titles that you gave for writing prompts. What were the other two? She talks to rainbows. Mm-hmm. Small flowers crack concrete. Okay. Small flowers crack concrete. And macho insecurity. Oh, wow. Those are the three titles for the week. I'm familiar with the first two, but not the last one, so then I get to learn something different. Cool beans. Macho Insecurities by the Dead Kennedys is the group that does that song, if you want to listen to it. But I wouldn't listen to it. I'd just write to it. Don't listen to it first. Um, You said you're off to tutor somebody? I am off to tutor someone. Actually, I have two two students for the rest of the day, and then then my day will finally be at an end. What do you tutor Um, them in? Actually, it just depends on their weakness, but my, my focus is writing, of course, English, um, getting them prepared for public speaking. I do a lot of mind, body, soul, actually, um, with the, their self-esteem and self-worth. But some students, like I'll do history, I'll do math, because I teach for a living, uh, part-time. And so it just depends on their needs, yeah. You this should, really part of your tutoring, you should walk them through writing a poem and have them call in and read it with their parents' permission, permission of course. Oh, Help them wow. write a poem and then have them call in and read it while you're at work with them. Now, I do have them write poetry all the time, but I've never had them um, call into a blog show. That's a neat idea. Yeah, oh, because you'd be, looks like you'd right. be doing some of it while you're working, so, yeah, it would be cool. That would be cool. And you're right. Or have, them all, or have them all work. I'm interrupting you. I'm so sorry. I would so get set in a corner right now teach. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm that, <laughs> that student. Um, or work on the same writing project, a poem writing project with all of them. Find some kind of a poetry exercise. You can walk them through the steps of writing a poem and then have them all write one. And then do a workshop with this where you walk us through the steps and have them come on and say, these are my students that I've been tutoring, and this is what they – and we can pre-record it so we can, you know, edit each of their readings in. We don't have to do them all at the same time, but that would be really cool too. You should uh, inbox me your contact information. I love it. Anytime I can help with self-esteem, this is 
Because I feel like if a, if a young person has a sense of self and they're secure within themselves, they won't get into a bunch of the other crap that some will because they'll know. I'm they won't be proving you. themselves to anyone but themselves. And when they do that, they don't get in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's yeah. share the information and let's let's get that going. That would be neat. Very cool. All right, so go ahead and um, give out your information and all that good stuff. Do what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Your palm. Absolutely. Um, my name is Lydia Conflict. The majority of the people that do rap with me know I enjoy going by Born to Write the Poet. And um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on um, Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but Twitter wouldn't say I'm on Twitter. Because <laughs> I just couldn't do <laughs> Twitter. I Twitter just made no sense to me. But um yeah, and um uh I've got a, a couple different pages and with my work. But if you Google Lydia Cook, uh Poet in Tennessee, um a lot of my links and stuff will pop up. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And no problem at all. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, just blessings to every poet before and after, and keep doing your thing. And every Thursday night that I'm free, um, I'm going to come in if it's just a pop in and listen for a few and jump back off. But I'm going to give you that because I like the show. Awesome. We appreciate you so much, honey. Thank you for being here tonight. You're welcome. One love you. Bye bye, hon. All right, I want to let area code 562 know that you are not in the lineup. So 562, if you want to come on and read, just press 1 on your phone. If you're here just listening, awesome. Thank, thankful that you're here and enjoy the show. All right, let's go ahead and bring on our next caller, which was area code 219. There we go. 219, you're on the air. Hey, Brother O, how are you doing? I'm good. It is good oh, to hear from time. you. What'd you bring us tonight? Uh, this is kind of like uh, sort of a testimonial poem uh, called "My Struggles of Self Doubt and Discouragement." Okay. I dear brothers and sisters, for listening live on the CTV Cafe. Four years ago, I almost stopped writing performing poetry because of my struggles with self-doubt and discouragement. I had fought this battle all of my life. I was a brother who was constantly told, you're not capable of doing this or doing that. You are crazy to believe that you can be successful in anything. And it is impossible and improbable for you because you have a disability. If I would have gave in and allowed those spirits to take root to my mind, I would have lived with regrets, went on guilt trips, sunk into a deep depression, returning my self-destructive behavior patterns, isolating myself to live the lifestyle recluse. Well, I did, brothers and sisters, I still struggle with self-doubt and discouragement every once in a while. Because in all honesty and transparency, I don't deserve what I have right now because I didn't expect to make it this far. You guys just don't understand being on that top floor of the challenge for me and yours truly. There's a very lonely existence at that time. So you want to be like me, huh? 
I'm here to warn you and ask you direct. Are you ready to handle a person and count a high degree of rejection and opposition as I face daily? Are you ready to wear this crown of thorns and deal with people still down you, especially as you have achieved and done things beyond your wildest dreams? Are you ready to throw to deal with haters and shade throwers constantly bring up your past mistakes and transgressions? My dear brothers and sisters, the prophet is without honoring his own home and is often not recognized or appreciated for his great works and deeds while he is alive. Even though I'm confident in my short name child's ability, however, they sometimes get unnoticed despite my numerous accomplishments. Some of these, some of these folks who don't know nothing about me still don't take me seriously. They regard me as a sixth man on the bench and a backup to. It really burns my bridges that. I'm underestimating and unutilized despite all of my impressive credentials. I'm one of the most recognized and well-respected brothers out here. However, I am very underrated. I am on the verge of putting out together my own TV project. However, I still have doubts self-doubt for some time of whether this debut CD is going to be going to work out for me. I'm not just I'm full, I'm full of potential. I'm not the main recipient. I'm not the recipient of many opportunities. However, even though I'm very talented and gifted, I don't have too many chances to live up to it. You know, nobody ever has to question your motives in writing. You know, a great, great piece about the struggle it takes to get somewhere. You know, the battle that people don't see. Good job on that, sweetheart. Oh, thank you, Nala. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Do me a favor. Tell people how to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm in the name of my brother O'Gavin. Very cool. All right, and we will see you next week? Yes, I'll be back next week. Thank you. All right, and thank you so much. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code 256-256. You're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you? Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. This is Stan out of Alabama. It is Stan. It is very good to hear from you, first, sir. Oh, well, thank you. So tell us how your week's been, what's going on, and what you brought us tonight. Well, the week's been pretty good. And I, I kicked around some brevity this week. And I didn't feel like brevity for the show, I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to do something a little little bit more involved. So I was sitting there and uh, with my muse and a friend, and we were talking about some of the old jokes we'd heard. And I remembered one, and I thought, you know, that would make a heck of a premise for a poem and a bit of a story. 
So I decided to take this joke, and I mean, this thing is at least 60 years old that I know of. So I have no idea who coined it or first put it out there. But I went ahead and uh, created a poem out of it. And the poem is called Got Game. (laughs) Okay. A moonless night, the path through thick woods, a scene familiar to scary Hollywood thrillers. But she now travels that path many a script would use for the arrival of the demented killer. Glowing eyes and critter sounds set in edgy air. Every limb in Branch Creek brings chills to nerves. But her destination is ahead. With caution she steps, trying desperately to hold her fears in reserve. The breaking of twigs and branch, sound of breathing. She freezes in tears grip, too scared to even pray. Then an ominous laugh. Ha, 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 hee. Followed by a growled words. I want to play. In sheer panic, she breaks in flight through the woods, fleeing with her heart throbs and screams in her ears. Still hears that laugh, crashing footfalls and panting breaths as her predator ever closer grows near. An eternity passes in horror as the pursuit continues. Close, tattered, skin bruised, bleeding energies. The nightmare still stalking her continues to laugh. It's a predator who will never relent. Now exhausted, she staggers into an old shed, falls to the ground sobbing, her legs weakened, quiver. Her only hope through all fear and dread, be mercy, that her ending be quick when delivered. She hears her tormentor's breath as he circles the shed. No escape left to her, no place to flee. As the shed door bursts open, the hulking form of her pursuer, death's predator, the last thing she'll see. Hair twisted and matted, Mud smudged, head to foot, eyes wide and tense, glaring with demonic glee. Huge frame in overalls, growls and pants, then laughs. Ha, 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 ha. You didn't get away from me. She sits upright on the shed floor, nose came over. I'm done. Do what you will, you twisted shit. As he approaches, she braces. Reaches out, taps her shoulder. Then with that laugh, runs from the shed, growling. Ha-ha-ha! I got you! Tag! You're it! Ha-ha! 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 peace. You know, you are a born performer. Straight up. <laughs> I just like having fun. You can tell, and and I love the way that you do that. I mean, I'm always saying that we should step out of our comfort zones, right, and do things that we're not familiar with, and and it's only when we're out of our comfort zones um, that you grow. I don't think that you have 
a problem stepping outside your comfort zone. I think sometimes your muses may balk at where you're trying to push them, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you push your muses outside of their comfort zones. I don't think that, you know, you can just tell by the way that you write that you're just, you just go. You know, it's awesome. I absolutely love it. The the thing I love the most about poetry, really, and the thing that really gets me wound up about it is there is such diversity in form in the different ways you can present it. I am literally like a kid turned loose in a toy store with no restrictions. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I approach it. It's it's the way that your writing comes across, too, which makes it... You know, if you if you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you've got a couple of waitresses and one's just sitting there bored to death reading her text and chomping on gum while she's waiting for you to look at your order, but you have another one who comes up and smiles and engages and you know, you make you make a connection. Yes. You know, and and that's what your poetry does. It makes that connection every time you write. And, you know, that's the way you can tell how you approach your writing. You know, you're not sitting there smacking your gum. You're sitting there with a big grin on your face. And, and it really shows. It shows in the way that you and words are able to play together. Yes. Well, I'm, I mean, I can see in certain situations, in certain instances, certain events or, or certain observations I made that there is a deeper, serious tone. Mm-hmm. But I do love mischief. I love it. You know what, even in your serious pieces that 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 clarity is still there. You know that that I'm having fun with this. I'm not holding back on this topic or oh, what this may make you a little bit uncomfortable or this is a more serious thing. I'm going to tell you you know how this picture in my head's painted. You know, and and so it doesn't matter. It's, I'm not saying that when you write, it's all you know, it's all fun and games, and and you know, your your lighter pieces, even your serious pieces, have that straightforward. You know, I'm dancing with words here. I'm weaving my fingers and making them dance. Type of a delivery on them, the way that you, you approach every subject. Well, so I need to make sure you understand that. Oh yeah. And, and that's that's the one thing. If there's anything I've gotten from all these amazing poets that I have, I have read and that I have listened to, it's that you cannot hold back yourself in any way. If it's something you feel, if it's something you believe, you've got to put it out there. You've got to. And, yes, you better have a thick skin because there are going to be people who are going to find the negative to it. But that's okay because you're not going to put it, you know, touch everyone you know it's just not going to happen but part of what poetry is is you putting yourself out there very open well you definitely do that and it it really makes makes you endeared your words your poetry the way that you write the messages you say you know whatever it is you make that connection easily make that connection with the reader or the listener so great job on that thank you you're welcome, my dear. Not tell everyone how to find you. Well, of course, Thursdays on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Tomorrow night I'll be on World Poetry Open Mic. Uh, if Sinister's up and running, I will be on Sinister's Asylum on Saturday. And, of course, the Garden of Poetry and Prose 
the group Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit, and Outlaw Poetry. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job, Stan. Appreciate it so much and cannot wait to hear from you next week. Be there. Guaranteed. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now. Okay. So patiently waiting and chomping at the bits, we have area code 779. 779, you are on the air. Oh, wait a minute. I'm unmuting everybody wrongly. Seven. Sorry about that, 540. 779, you are on the air. Okay, now you have to find 662. And 662 is on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, how you doing, sweetie? Both of you, I'm introduce yourselves. Well. Um, this is C.W. Kennedy. Um, was here two weeks ago and took a week off last week. Had to do some writing myself. Well, welcome back to the show, hon. Thank you. Your baby poet told me about this place, and uh, it's been a a great little release mechanism for me. Awesome. I'm really glad. I'm glad you found your place here. He so, Miss Jessica, <laughs> you've been emailing me every three minutes of, since the show started because you're either going to throw up or or – like you know, do a some, something cartoon like I forgot what that one was. <laughs> yeah, we instead of my nerves to pick up their skirt it, like one of those little cartoons in the saloon, they would. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm glad you got on the show. Whatever you guys have planned, I'm really excited for because. Claire, <laughs> my phone is messed up. I'll fix it later. You have to find something else to do. We're, we're, Sorry. This is, uh, this is a, a little different piece. Um, it uh, it's pushing her boundaries quite a bit. We we talked about this one and decided it might be fun to actually try and write it. Um, it's it's a bit of an erotic piece. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's uh, it's a a tale of two stories, really. Um, it's called A Look Behind the Velvet Curtain. Okay. And it's completely out of your comfort zone, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, right, you've heard my erotica before, no, haven't you? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Is it that no, bad? It. <sighs> no. Okay, and I played mine on the air, so you'll be fine. Just both of you take a deep breath and relax. Nothing's wrong with erotica. We all we all like the sexy, sexy time, so it's okay. Big breath. Now, go ahead and introduce your piece. All right. Um, it's called A Look Behind the Velvet Curtain. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a person at your every whim? and have them do your every desire and be able to take them to heights of pleasure that most people only dream of. Well, that's why I am. You can call me a dark gentleman, but my sub calls me sir. You see, I'm a dominant, and I take pleasure from giving pleasure and making sure that all of her sexual desires are fulfilled and that she is protected and cared for in all that she does. And in response, 
She gives me her full submission of her body, her mind, and her very existence. Speaking of my sub, allow me to introduce you to Kitten. She is new to this lifestyle, and today we're going to give you a glimpse of what this lifestyle is all about. My son has introduced the prophetic as his kitten. Sir gave me permission to tell you about myself. I want to share with you that I am so content kitten. It makes my body purr. It dangles words like yarn for me to play with all day long. Sir is kind. He is sweet. He expects my best and nothing less. I've proven to be a good kitten so far, but I have so much to learn. Today, sir wants to share a shadow of our world with you. Taking Kitten by the hand, I lead her to the bed. And as I, begin, as I begin to tie her down, I can see the hardness of her straining against the cup of her corset. Bending down, I gently bite her through the corset and begin to suck on her. Reaching across her body, I let my hand brush across her body as I tie her other hand to the bed. We haven't done this yet. Sir hasn't touched me until tonight. I waited, and I waited. And now he's trying not to hold me down. I knew I'd be restrained. I knew he'd play me game. What did I expect? It's a welcome rush. This seems frisky when he, my chest responds to the rope. Now I'm aching, strung out on his butt with no way of escaping. Read, kitten. You trust her. Take a loud, deep breath. His hand. His hands are gentle, softer than I expected. It tickles, and I can't help but wiggle. Every nerve is on end. My heart is in my throat. My head is spinning. I can feel it. An unknown heat strike places few men have known. Why won't he touch me? I'm panicked over being teased. His breath is warm against my skin between my shaking thighs. A thin piece of dainty fabric is the only thing keeping sir from returning my body to a pile of cells. Why won't he touch me? Sliding my hands down her body, I begin to touch begin to gently touch the sensitive parts of her to awaken all her flesh to the point of truly alive with a sensitivity that vibrates needs. As I get her legs tied, I begin to kiss up her thighs only to pause at her most sacred of places to worship this goddess of mine the only way I know how. I know. I can't feel my fingers in it. Wait. Don't touch me. I realize he's been inhaling my scent. I think I've been holding my breath. I inhale an unsteady breath and exhale an even more jagged one as my body hovers over mine. As his body hovers over mine and his lips surprise me. An intrusive walk that leaves me without oxygen yet again. Only this time it was involuntary. I still can't move. I have no way of touching him. No way to record this memory. I have to touch. Never mind. There is hear my thoughts somehow. My body isn't just so writhing with an unfamiliar smoke. Removing her panties, I begin taking in my fill of her essence. Once I have satisfied my hunger and she has releases her juices, I once again continue my journey up her body, 
to kiss her deeply, and with a heat that leaves nothing left but the ashes of her inhibitions, as I slowly slide two of my fingers deep inside her to fill her body as it begins to convulse on its own accord. As yet another wave of pleasure crashes upon her body, as if it was the rocks of a raging sea. My eyes roll to the back of my eyelids. I'm only touching my skin. I've never had anyone hold my gaze as they remove my panties before. God, that's hot. Am I speaking out loud, or am I, am I really this naive? How oh, cares for gasps are turning into cries? Where did you learn to do that with a fingertip? I think my legs just went numb, but my middle was being held up by nothing but an orgasm. No, I have to be floating. I swear my soul left my body like some sort of sexual exorcist reached in and slipped it through my nerves, caressing myself. With each explosion of pure bliss that rocks my kitten to her very core, I feel myself becoming more erect until I'm to the point of agony as I slide myself between the legs of this my most precious kitten. I rub myself up and down her moistness, pushing her closer to the edge before pushing myself into her in one long, deep thrust that brings forth a cry of such orgasmic joy that it reaches the heavens themselves. I can't lie still. I'm everywhere now. My toes are curling. My breath is catching. My nails, like claws, are breaking seams in the sheet. Shit, I hope you didn't like them. I can't keep my eyes open. I physically can't pry them open. I keep tossing my hips from side to side and grinding my hips closer to him. My fur has made sure to feel every inch of my body, and I swear I'm aching in places I've never ached before. With each thrust inside this goddess laid before me, I can feel this hunger for more of her rising inside me that pushes me to heights of speed and power that is unheard of. As I can feel her body move into mine, to the point that we become one as wave after wave of pure pleasure, do we erupt together in what can only be described as meant to be. There's a rhythm here, and it's riveting through my bones, beginning to shake my core. I feel everything around me disappear, learning what it's like to submit myself to this man. I fall like Alice. I skip all the drinks. I skip all the mushrooms, and I go straight through to the dark half of the fort. There has the Cheshire grin, and my God, is it inviting. My world slips away from me, and I let it go with ease. I'm here. And my sir, I am pleased. Well, now that we have taken you down this path of discovery and, well, lit desires, I would like to say thank you for sharing your time and opening your minds into a world that most only glimpse in passing. I hope you've had an amazing evening and all your desires are fulfilled. Good night. In peace. And that's in peace for both of you? Yes, this is where you talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie to you. The entire time you were reading, I'm sitting there with my finger on the button saying, I, uh, how far is it going to go? Where, what are they going to uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, we're pushing the boundaries. Do you see why it took two weeks, Nyla? <laughs> that's okay. I yeah, told we, you to bring we, it. We, I told you to, I, I told you to, to read it. This. So. I know. That's what took us to read, that's what took us to so, write this piece. So the, the the it was a beautifully written piece. I love the he said she said. I love 
the the same scenario being described in two voices, you know, seeing the the inner thoughts, um, you know, especially when it comes to something, you know, it's really easy in in you know, um, you know, being dominant or submissive, and the mindset. I think the you know the book that everyone groans about the the Fifty Shades of Grey books, um, uh, that that everyone either absolutely loves or hates which I really didn't care for, to be honest with you, except for the only part of the three books that I enjoyed was the very last book where they had one chapter where they wrote about what he was thinking at the very beginning. That was the best written piece of all three of those, I think. So, you know, keeping that in mind, it's kind of interesting, you know, hearing both sides in your in your poem that you've, wrote and you've written together. And I think you did a great job on it. Pushing it a little bit, maybe a couple of places over the line for this format. But regardless of that, the content was a, really it was a great piece. No, I, I know, I can tell, yeah. <laughs> but, but you did a great job on that, you guys. I, I would applaud you highly. Great piece. We we got well. We got the idea from a couple weeks ago. You um, had a, a like a homework assignment. Quote the whatever, and we started just throwing funny stuff out there, and it came up to quote the dom or the sub, and that's what led us to this this piece. You know, it's re- it's really funny. Out of out of human sexuality, that is probably absolutely the most common. Form of sensuality between men and for between men and women, you know everybody talks about it being such a taboo thing, but it's really not, you know. And uh, it is, you know, you just we it, it's we are mammals, you know. The lion bites mm-hmm. the back of the neck for a reason, you know. So <laughs> it's not just you know. Just, I think you handled the topic very well. I think you did a great job on it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You it are was welcome. A okay, you... I have to. <laughs> it was for her too. I can tell. Oh yeah, she was having a meltdown. <laughs> he has a. He doesn't live anywhere near me. He has a basically Yankee <laughs> to the show. <laughs> well, fantastic job! All right, you guys, tell everyone That's how they can good. find you. Um. You can find me. I have my own uh, short story, erotic short story webpage. It's uh, at, on Facebook. It's called Tales of a Dark Gentleman. Uh, you can get messages to me and everything through that. Okay. Uh, if you have short stories or whatever, feel free to send them to me. I'll be happy to publish them for you. Put them on the page and uh, whatever. Awesome. All right. I'll Jessica? I'll my kid, not you. You can find me at allpoetry.com slash scarlet letter. It's all one word. Now I should have this done by heart by now. <laughs> you would think. One would tend to think. But, you know, never bet the farm ever on anything because you never know. All right, you guys, great job. <laughs> Cannot wait to see what you work on next. All right, oh, don't you. make me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, I'll, try, I'll try to think of a good topic for you to write on, oh. and, and uh, I'll give it to you the next you. time you're on, Jessica. Okay. I'll or CW, either one. All right. Thanks, hon. <laughs> Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. How are you doing, Alice? This is, uh, 
Oh. How are you doing, Nala? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. This is Miss uh, Automatic Charismatic. Uh, hey, baby, you, it's so good to hear from you. Yeah, it's good to hear from you. You know, I, I, I miss listening to your uh, pre-recordings. Um, you know, you you are you are awesome. So um, very uh, enlightening, I must say, uh, hearing you. Well, thank you, thank you. Those are very kind words. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've been on the show so for a while, and I just thought that uh, you know I would love to. You know, I love uh, I love your show. You know, it's not like I. I mean, I try to make as much time as I can. You know. So, um, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna bless your show with the freestyle. Please. Okay. Um. The name of this poem is called. Uh, it's called this language. From a world that speak powerful as it could be, in the world that we can only see with the promise that it's leading right to the destination. Much love of the past to be strengthened. And what is the words that we shall listen? This language is speaking that I have to be free right now for any abuse. This language is speaking to be strong from all the cries that have been seen, from the cries that pour like the rain, going through the pain, looking for change. Many languages speak and many languages mean the same thing, but just in different words. Variety would give you speak that we can stay and hold hands to be free from the violence and the misery, the question of doubt, but this language is going on strong, fighting brutality, getting pulled over and license of registration and Shot without hesitation. This language is speaking more and more different languages, even in Spanish and French and all kinds of languages, just to be free, holding the key right into society. We won't go quietly. Our words are going on strong, and love is this land forever. How can we be better? How can our mind be in the growth? How can this love be for us both? Taking the time like a token, never be outspoken. But this language is like I had a dream. This language is like by any means necessary, but I could speak it. Maybe if I were to speak it in many languages all over the world to observe, they will observe the different dialogue, the different type of language, the different type of words, the different type of pronunciation, Getting the elevation that the situation is a change and making progress. We are putting the love right into the office. This kind of language is going to the judge and going to downtown with the government official. Our freedom is in this 
to let us know that the love is more powerful than they can ever be. Changes in this language, but the language is still the same. The language is still the meaning and not dreaming of a free place to ever be, but this language, they were here right into the atmosphere. The only that our voice would be so clear, deep in this language. Mr. Automatic Charismatic Lyrical Engine, Barbara and Drive. That was amazing. And the fact that, you know, we've talked about that before. The fact that you can do that, you know, just, just free versing it is just amazing to me. You know, you're you're really able to, and, you know, it's one thing to, to me, I'll go off on tangents and I'll just talk, but it's another thing to be able to coherently and skillfully put together your thoughts that way in, in free verse and have them be something that, you know, if you were to go back in the archives and sit down, which you should do, by the way, and write them down. Um, oh, thank you. You, make, you know, you know it would really mean a lot smile. to you. <laughs> um, you know, you, you should smile all the time. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll take those orders. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. <laughs> so do me a favor, sweetheart. Tell people how they can come over and find you and uh, everything that you've got going on right now. Okay. I'm the CEO of Viper Network. I uh, do pop-up shows. Um, and I'm on WordPress. I'm on uh Facebook is Larry Shepard. If you want to send me a friend request, not no fake friend request. I see some friend requests just look kind of shady to me, and I ignore <laughs> those friend requests. And uh, if it's genuine friend request, I will accept it. Um, and you can find me. I am on Twitter. I, uh, everything that I do uh, links to Twitter. Um, so uh, you go Viper Network One. Um, and so basically, um, that's where I am, you know, so you go to, uh, WordPress, you'll find more information. Uh, Viper Empire. Thank you, darling. And and you, and you are awesome. You know what? Uh, one day I'd like to, um, like for you to send me, uh, I want to hear your work, uh, you know, in your music. (laughs) And you're such a, uh, you have such a way with words. Like, I, you know, like if I'm eating popcorn, I must put the popcorn down just to listen to your dialogue. <laughs> you are way too kind, my dear. I appreciate it so much. How about uh, we've got about, well, I don't know if you'll still be around an hour. I was going to say, I could, oh, actually, you know what? It's the first show of the month. I was supposed to have played them peace of mind to begin the, the show with. Do you guys remember? Oh, now see, I reminded you. I reminded you, darling. You see. And that was the deal. The first show of every month I was supposed to play start the show with one of my own pieces, and I didn't do it. I'm bad. All right, if there's time at the end of the show, I'll close with it. Otherwise, next week I'll open with one of mine so you can hear one if you're around, okay? Okay, now aren't you glad that I must have reminded you then? You did. You did remind me. And <laughs> <Okay. laughs> now you have homework. Yeah, homework yeah, now. Yeah, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, All girl. right, my dear. We will talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay.
Love. Bye-bye, honey. Mr. Automatic, Charismatic, and indeed he is. All right, our next caller comes from area code 414. 414, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you doing, sweetheart? That's good. I don't you remember me? I'm Miss Paula Parkman. <laughs> yes, I do. How are you doing? Introduce yourself to everyone again, though. Um, I'm Paula Parkman and just kind of uh, do poetry as a hobby. I'm not like big on it. I have a few things published in like a college book, but that's about it. Um, and my sister turned me on to your show, and yeah, so here I am again. <laughs> awesome. Well, she's actually our next caller, so I'm going to bring her on with you. Too funny. <laughs> Are you there, Shelly? I'm here. Um, hey, sis. Hi. How are you? Hi. So I'm I'm going to let Shelly be me for this call. So Shelly, I want you to um, ask oh, wow. your sister to introduce herself and ask her what she brought us tonight. And then when she's done reading, I want you to be the one to talk and tell her what you think of the poem. I can try that. <laughs> You're me right now. You're hosting. So go ahead and introduce your caller. Okay. Caller, please tell us where you're from. Oh, I'm located in West Bend, Wisconsin, where we can sometimes get snow in April. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to be sharing with us tonight? Um, Actually, I'm going to be doing one of my favorite pieces. Um, It's a wrap that I made, and it is about hope and stuff, and I'll see if people can figure it out once I do it. And it's a rap? It is a rap. Are you going to jingle it, or are you going to read it straight like a poem? No, I'm going to try to rap it in my best white way possible. That sounds good. You got the floor. (laughs) Okay. Here I go. The title is In a Blink of an Eye. Walking down the same weary path, feeling the pain of the devil's wrath, looking around for a new outlet, hoping one day to get it out of this shit. It took years to happen too fast. Pain and sorrow of a fucked up past. No need to wipe my eyes. The pain made my eyes dry. All too fast. Time to move on. So here's your letter, dear John. I keep looking, searching for love. I know I'll do it. I'll rise above. See, I've been here before. Love always shuts the door. Slammed over again, right in my face. Praying like hell to get me out of this place. A lonely world with you. I should have never said I do. Searching, looking deep into me. I broke away and now I'm free. With the pain and sorrow to feel, to die. Everything changes in the blink of an eye. My kids getting older on their way. My heart not with you know I want to stay. Free of the silence, free of the pain. Is it worth to want to fall in love again? Independent thinking, doing my own thing. Oh, the joys of being lonely can bring. Working hard, working on me. Once again, I've broken free. Free from the pain, hurt, and sorrow. Free to fall in love again tomorrow. Free to be the me I was hiding in. A step in the right direction, so let it begin. My God gives me all that I desire, but sometimes leaves me on a wire. Hanging around with a new my next. Move the chair, fall and die. What the heck? No, not me. Bootstretch. Hold up, because I share God's supper from the communion cup. I smile big, thankful I'm free to be the person that God wants me to be. This is why I won't lay down and die, because everything changes in the blink of an eye. I won't let it make me fall, because in my life I want it all. Change is coming, I won't come in glued. Holding my own so I don't get screwed. Holding my head so way up high, I will not succumb to lay down and die. I will prosper and find true love. God is with me. I will rise above. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nice, and there's a lot of emotion in that, and it's a great piece. I like the performance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, okay, what were okay. you thinking when you wrote that? 
Um, well, it was uh, about getting divorced and uh, moving on and um, just, you know, wondering if there's a chance to fall in love, just trying to find the hope. I always said I don't, I never cheated on anybody in my life. I left my husband, not for another man, but for hope. And five years later, I'm still hoping. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Nice. So now that was the, the you trying to be a radio host answer. Now talk to your sister about her poem. I liked I liked the rap. I could never rap like that, and um, I just I liked it. I think it had again a lot of emotion in it um, that came out. But at the end, it leaves you inspired with that there is hope at the you know end of the tunnel. And being a widow, I do know personally that things do change in a blink of an eye. So I just thought she nailed what point she was trying to get across. Wow, beautiful. Are you, are you proud of your sister? Yes, I think that that was an awesome piece. I agree. And Nyla, my sister has um Paula, is Bree still there? Uh yeah, she's right here. Did you what um, listen? Um my niece wanted to read a poem, Nyla, if that would be okay. She wanted to read one of the pieces that I wrote. Okay, please. Have her on. Is that okay? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm I will be listening now. <laughs> okay. okay, well just before that, Nyla, I know my sister answered, but what did you think of my rap? I, I agree with her 100%. I love the emotion. It was very palpable. Uh, I think you did a great job on it. My critique of it would be to slow down a little. Um, right. You have, you, have a great, you have a great balance in your rap form, but not, you don't have to go so fast that people can't understand the words. And I would love to be able to read that again. There was a couple places where you were going so fast and had to take a breath that I missed part of the words. So I think the piece was fantastic. I think the emotion was fantastic. I think the delivery was fantastic. My my only thing would be don't forget to breathe. Um, yeah, and it is actually on YouTube under Paula Parkman, and it's the one when I'm in the wedding dress and the boxes are packed behind me. <laughs> So. Absolutely awesome. All right, you guys, make sure you go over to YouTube and check that out. Great job on that, honey. Well, hurry up, because they're waiting for you. My daughter says she's just trying to pick one. Um, this is Bree. Um, she's 12th, uh, 6th grader, soon to be 7th grader. Okay. Read it. You're on air. Go. My grandparents are great. My grandpas and grandmas are simply the best. Sometimes I have to put their love to the test. They teach me also many various things, and there are so many things in life to learn. I am glad for the time spent with all of them. Grandpas and grandmas are so fun of intelligence. Of intellect. They have, they even make learning fun from all the tractor rides to the farm animals and the many times of togetherness. I will never trade my grandpas or grandmas for the world, for they are simply the best. I love you all. That was great reading. You read that really strong. I'm proud of you. Great job on that. So I have some homework for you, my love. Mm-hmm. I want you to write a poem for me, and I want you to come back on when it's finished. I want you to come back on and read it. I want you to write a poem for me about something that you see either on your way to or home from school. 
Okay, so okay. start looking at the things around you. It can be someone standing at a bus stop. It can be a building that you see, a store, someone going in a store. It can be a couple walking down the street. It can be a sign that's on a post crooked. Anything that you see that catches your attention. And I want you to write a poem about something that you see either on your way to or home from school. And just write about what you think about, what it made you think about when you saw it. Okay. It doesn't have okay. to rhyme. In fact, I would prefer your prefer it not to rhyme. All right? I don't okay. want you so stressed out worrying about what the rhyme's going to be that you lose what you're trying to tell me about. But will you do that for me? Can that be your homework? Yep. Very cool. I am so excited. All right, my little brave young writer, go out and face the world. Dun dun dun. Okay, you're I'm done. <laughs> I'll keep on inspiring her to do that. So. Okay, great. And I would love to have her back on to read it when she's done writing it. And if she you know, doesn't like that one and she wants to write a different one, just, yeah, that would be great. I'll keep giving her homework every week when you call in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right, tell everyone how to find you, hon. Okay. Thank you. Now tell everyone how to find you. Oh, tell – I don't I, – Nyla, I'm still trying to find myself. No, um, I really, like, I don't, not any poetry groups, but I, at Paula Hoiser, H-A-E-U-S-E-R dash Parkman on Facebook. Awesome. Very cool. All right, you guys, you should start a group where the three of you, uh, your niece, your sister, and your sister, depending on which person's listening to me, say that right now, where it's like a poetry page for all three of you girls. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> so what, you know, whatever name you want to give the page, but it's a place where all three of you can share with each other and share with fans and all of you write together and inspire each other. Absolutely. And especially my youngest little poet over there. What was <laughs> her name again? I'm sorry. Bree. Bree? Yep. Awesome. Okay. All right, so that's your homework. We'll see you guys next week. All right. All right. Bye-bye, hen. Bye. All right, so I'm not sure where Mama went, 219. She was next. So if Mama, if you're listening, if you call back in, I will grab your call as soon as I see it. I don't know what happened. I think your call may have dropped. All right, our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Nine one nine, are you there? Nine one nine. Okay, I cannot hear them, so I'm gonna put them back on hold, and we will come back and check with them in just a moment. Let's go ahead and check with eight three two. Eight three two, you're on the air. What a phenomenal family. I so love Shelly. Good evening. This is Amelia T. Davis calling out of Houston, Texas. How are you doing, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. I am fabulous. (laughs) Yes, ma'am, you are. What did you bring us tonight? (laughs) Well, I did my homework and it's called Quote the Cat, except it's a totally different cat. Uh-oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Quote the Cat. 
a poetry prompt from Nyla Alicia. Michael and I converse often. He often complains when I spend too much time on the Internet. Quote, hey, Mom, pet me and leave that computer alone, end quote. Every morning I awake, he is there rubbing against me. Quote, good morning, Mom. Glad you're alive. Now rub my belly, end quote. After I'm through cleaning his sandbox, he jumps in, quote, Thanks, Mom. Now I can poop in a clean box. When I feed him, he screams, Mom, I love this food. Thanks so much, end quote. When I've taken too long to feed myself, he stands in the kitchen yelling, quote, Mom, get in here and eat something, end quote. When he stands at the door, he can often be heard, quote, Mom, open the door. I want to go out and play, end quote. When outside, he can be heard way up high in a tree, quote, I love climbing and chasing birds. It gives me great joy, end quote. When I'm cleaning my place, he is there watching intently, like quality control. Quote, hey, you have done a good job, end quote. When I'm doing my laundry, he stands staring at the machines. Quote, I do not like the sound this makes. It is scary to me, end quote. When I'm bathing him because he was rolling in dirt, quote, get me out of this torture chamber. I hate water and soap all over my body, end quote. When turning, when during the day as he naps on my pillow, he often can be heard just before he drifts off, quote, Mom, I love your smell. It comforts me, end quote. When I'm feeling pain and he gives me a love bite, quote, don't worry, Mom, my love will make you better, end quote. When my ex-husband stops by to drop something off, he runs and hides until he leaves, then complaining loudly, quote, I hate that man. I don't trust him at all, Mom, end quote. When I'm on the poetry internet radio shows, he lays beside the phone on speaker. Quote, wow, I really like that poet, Mom, but you're the best one of all, end quote. As he gazes out the window watching big people, little people, dogs, other cats, and birds, he can be heard saying, quote, What an amazing world we live in and quite interesting indeed, end quote. Finally, at night, when I lay down to sleep, he can be found at my feet snuggling. Quote, I love you so much, Mom. I'll protect you as you sleep, end quote. I respond, quote, I love you too, Michael the cat. I promise to protect you the rest of your life. Good night, end quote. Musings of Amelia T. Davis and peace. (laughs) (laughs) I love how loyal your kitty is. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, he really is. He, you know, he's, but, (laughs) 
But I, I was telling somebody that Nyla's going to have the men with the little white jackets come knocking at my door that I'm sitting here talking about what a cat says to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> Anyway, you can find me at Amelia T. Davis on Facebook. Uh, You can find my like page on Facebook. You can find my poetry group, Poets for the Power of the People, or you can find me right here on Nyla's show every Thursday night. Yes, you can. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You did a great job tonight. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I actually did homework. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, All right, much love, hon Much love to you, thank you, Amelia You're welcome Bye-bye, hon All right, our next caller comes from area code four, or Excuse me, 646 646, you're on the air Good evening Good evening to you Um, Great show as always uh, uh, Miss Fabulous You really caught me off with that one Good job, good job though. Um, um, how how are you tonight? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's been a great week. Real excited about just chilling with everyone tonight. Oh, uh, I wanted to say about the the, the rapper slash poet. Uh, you y'all are all right. It was great, but the delivery uh to slow it down because I had that same problem. Um, I wrote one in 2000 and. And my original piece was like Speedy Gonzalez, da 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 da. Like, um, you know, you think I'm shooting an M60. So they were like, we can't understand the word you're saying. You're saying so much. So when I slowed it down, they were like, oh, we got to go after that. So it was like, before it was like, we don't understand you're saying until, yo, you can't, you can't bring that here no more unless you last. So we don't understand yeah, the piece, that. I was real proud of the piece. The piece was, I thought she did great on the piece. Just, yeah, she yeah. did. She did. Um, you know what really helps with that, though. It's it's kind. And, you know, if you've been around it very much, you'll know it's real hard to try to speak rap a piece. It's much easier when you have that music behind you because it gives you the tempo. It's it's actually you you can um I've because I, I before I did a spoken word I I was kind of like an MC, so um before before uh the beat. I would have it in my head, so when I heard the beat, I would know that when to speed it up or if to slow it down. So it had it had um like a it was like kind of like a seesaw. So mm-hmm. now like when I do it, I, I kind of like do it like as if I have a beat in my head already. Like I heard the beat already, and even though it was never a beat created for um what I had wrote, so um that was that. <laughs> She's miles um, ahead of me because I I can't rap. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's do not, right. that just doesn't happen. I I so, I don't do anything quickly. I don't think. Well, if you think about it, rap is not rap is something more. It's a conversation. Is it sometimes people know how to uh, they practice so much, or they you know they have that tongue twister, or they just know what they're doing to be able to address it, so that you know people think it's, it's difficult. It, it is difficult if you don't try to do it. Everything is difficult if you don't put effort mm-hmm. into it. So you're talking um, about stepping out of our comfort zone. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the comfort Good zone advice. is, um, I'm going I'm to do that today. I'm going to step out of, or I've, I've been out of this comfort zone before, but I'm going I'm to get out there again. And this piece is called uh, um, What Really Happened. 
Okay. All right. <clears throat> this was during the summer, maybe five or six years ago. I can't remember exactly, you know, how we do. We think sometimes that tomorrow was a year later and yesterday was childbirth. So then we realized that we really have to be on date or maybe write the dates down. But if you remember something, you never remember. I mean, you never forget what hits you the most. I was looking out my window, and it was summertime. I, I just remember it. It was a Mexican. It was an African-American. It was a Caucasian. It was a cop. It was a murderer. It was a thief. And it was a rapist. They all were on the street, and they all had a different look other than the other. But one thing I was keyed on is my grandmother. My grandmother said she'll be back because she's going out to do some errands. My grandfather went to work. He was a truck driver, but he did leave a gun at home and taught me how to use it just in case grandma had difficulties getting in the house because of our neighborhood. So on this day, my grandmother was coming home, and everything just started. The cop wanted this man. The the This one wanted this one. This one wanted to fight this one. This one wanted to capture this one. It was just so much going on, so I panicked. So I grabbed the gun, and I put it to my side. And then as I got outside, I realized the cop could see it. So I put it behind my waistline. And I covered it with my shirt. And I said, Lord, if if it die well that I pull this gun to use it and protect my grandmother, I will do it. And my grandmother looked like she was struggling because of the I didn't know what was going on. I, I heard pop, 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 pop. So I thought someone was trying to pop, pop, pop at my grandmother's direction. So I didn't know what to do. So I pulled out my gun and I just closed my eyes and I just started shooting back. I thought I was good at this because grandfather taught me how to shoot it, but he didn't tell me how to focus. But I, I just knew that this was for grandma. I got to get her in the house because grandfather depended on me to protect grandmother. And I love this woman, so I need to pop, pop, pop back. But I realized something as I opened my eyes, grandma must be ducking from all the gun popping. But I don't see her moving. So I walk steadily over to the car. Steadily is my panicky way of saying, I'm, I'm coming, Grandma. And everybody around is shocked looking at me. And, and I'm looking in disbelief as in, what could be? This doesn't feel good. Like, why are y'all looking at me? And I get around to the corner of the, the edge of the back tire of my grandmother. I, I see blood pouring. And I'm thinking, maybe she dropped her tomato juice or, Grandma, did you bump your head? So Grandma's face down on the pavement, and I, I turn her over, and I realize that she has blood coming out her forehead. And everything in my body went to a, a state of mind of shock, something that I've never experienced before in my life. And I realize that this, because of, because of, and now this thing that is in my hand, because of, I, 
hold my grandmother in my lap as I sit and I and I say, Grandma, this you go and it will be okay. You're gonna wake up and I I put her head on my chest and I put my arms around to see if there's any pulls. I was too young for CPR. I heard about it, but I didn't know. I was too afraid to even try to revive or see if she was. And everybody became silent. The, the, the day came to night, and the night became darker. And I realized when I woke up in a place where my grandmother was in this bed, and she has all kinds of tubes going through her, and she's bashed up in her forehead, and she's she's going to make it right, doctor. The doctor has this concerned look, and he doesn't say anything. He just looks at me in the way that a person that would look at me when he's concerned about what were you thinking, son, and I just began to weep, and my tears became a tear that was behind a tear, and I didn't know how to hold it back, so they just flooded out my face. And I said, Grandma, this is not real, is it? And peace. Wow. Okay, you almost made me cry on that one. You know, the, the, the saddest part about that piece, I think, for me, was how young he had to process that happening you know how how he had how young he was when he had to experience that to make sense of it to somehow make it compute and register and you know, so so it could make sense somehow, so he could find a way to live with what he'd witnessed. But, I mean, that that was phenomenal. Yes, I, that was um, phenomenal. Where you got that? That was uh, that took a lot out of me. <laughs> I can tell. I can oh, definitely wow. tell. Um, so work your way up to it, and then to totally release it is is. Yeah, um, but I, I always said I, I wanted to be a voice for people who didn't know how to express their voice, and even though this wasn't something happened to me, that you know you see stuff on the news and to put it in a perspective that someone could relate to it, where it, it would help to heal them to say that they're not alone, and there's a, there's people you can talk to to help these um, people who don't know how to address it or to receive it, but to go and try to get help. And that, that trying part is the beginning part of, of helping, I mean, of, of healing. Agreed. Fantastic job. Thank you. I'm still kind of shook up. I mean, you know, and, and kudos to you on the no fear delivery. You know, I, I always tell people that, you know, you have to be, when you when you, I mean, it really is a poetry performance. Those words are like a play. You know, they are like an individual character all of their own. Each idea, each thought is a character, you know, and you have to bring life to it. And, you know, I, I love that you were able to change up your emotion to, you know, use your voice the way that you did, to not be afraid of letting that through when you were reading, you know, to make it vulnerable. Great job on the performance of that, too, by the way. 
Thank you. Um, and it's it's not something that come overnight. I mean, I I, I think I, I practiced it on a few shows and I got better and better. But I didn't want to, you know, I got a feature coming up in Staten Island on the 19th, so I wanted to have different a different versatility than what people are using. I said different versatility. You know what I mean? I wanted to be versatile than what people are accustomed to from me, and because when people are watching you, when you're standing up in front of people, it's a whole different atmosphere than being mm-hmm. over the phone. And I love that. I actually love people than being on the phone because they don't get the best of you. Don't get the best out of me over the phone. You get the best out of me in person. Yeah, the expression, everything. But you know, you are very you have very animated delivery, so you don't lose much. I mean, your 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 performance really does carry the emotion of your piece. You know, so don't ever let that be a worry that just because you're not. But I understand about the, you know, the intensity of the emotion, the 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 emotional contact you make and feel when you're reading to a live audience. I understand that completely. But trust me, your words do that to a virtual audience. So good job. Wow. Thank you. Appreciate you're very it. welcome. Do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can come over and get to know you. I apologize. I usually do that at the beginning. Um, I was so, <laughs> I was so uh, focused on what I needed to do. Um, my name is uh, Joseph Nathaniel King, Jr. Uh, some call me J&K, uh, abbreviation of my name. And I'm on Facebook. Um, Instagram is Poetic, Poetic Minded uh, 733. And uh, I guess Google. I'm on YouTube as, actually, I'm on YouTube as Poetic Minded 733. So uh, I think I had like maybe 12 or 13 videos um, for, from the last five or six years. Awesome. Well, great job tonight, and you will be back next week, my love. I'm always coming back to the show. This this show is a workshop for me, so I really <laughs> appreciate everything that you do. We appreciate you being part of the family, honey, and such an important one. Thank you. You did a fantastic job tonight. Thank you again. Thanks, baby. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585-585. You're on the air. Well, hello. This is Doug Curry. How you doing? Hello, Mr. Curry. It is phenomenal to hear from you, sir. Well, it's phenomenal to hear your show, and kudos to the gentleman who just read right before me. I really enjoyed him. Actually, everything that I've heard, but that's not unusual on a Thursday night. And, uh, well, thank you. My- thank you on behalf of the poets. All right. My name is Doug Curry. I can be found under my name on Facebook. And uh, I can also be found under the name of my radio programs, Blacks and Blues, on Facebook. Um, Manchild99 on uh, Instagram. Of course, I'm here every Friday or every Thursday night. So I have a little something here in the town where I live, in Rochester, New York. I came to this town in 1975, and shortly after, between 76 and 7, there was an infamous incident, a police shooting. Uh, I wound up being connected to it because I had a lady friend who lived in an apartment building at 80 Thurston Road. And it turns out that across the street there was an identical brick apartment building with the number 81 Thurston Road. Um, The young lady and I parted company, 
and shortly after that, there was this incident. Years later, I wound up with another lady friend who actually was in the apartment, actually was with the person when the police shooting took place at 81 Thurston Road. So I kind of caught this thing on both ends. Anyway, if you notice around the city and you travel through the inner city, there are all these, sometimes there are these, these impromptu shrines that pop up. Somebody gets hit by a car or a child dies or someone gets murdered. There are shrines with bottles and flowers and teddy bears and this sort of thing. And I got so used to seeing that that I guess when I walked by and saw that 81 Thurston Road had been demolished and there was a vacant lot there in my mind, I imagined that the community had created a garden, and I saw this garden, and so I wrote this poem called Denise's Garden. Such a beautiful garden, a community's pride. Yet the most beautiful petals of a fragrance sublime lie dormant, awaiting such rays as may blight, nurture, cause to bloom, the truth as life always allows vision where none was permitted before. Here once stood a tenement, a red brick apartment building, 81 Thurston Road. Here flowed crimson misery and gave us the mystery of Denise Hawkins. Under this soil, giving life to its lie of unity, ran a black woman in a basement, ran into a police bullet in the dark, ran out of blood and died. She came charging at us. Something glistened in the dark. We thought she had a knife. We were justified. So said the officers. No bill, the panel said. The community that raised her howled, cursed, grieved, and now has planted a garden. Where stood 81 Thurston Road. The same sad story it is old. What would Denise say? We'll not know. It can't be told. She's dead. She cannot speak. And now here lies the garden. To cover a dark basin whose truth may be needed covering up. Enjoy the beautiful flowers that have buried this address, 81 Thurston Road. But know ye that their roots are blackened in blood. Remember 81 Thurston Road. Smell the fragrant flowers, but think, question as you pass by. For herein lies a lie. Buried under Denise's garden in this hallowed ground. Ken Paul. That was phenomenal. You know, I I really, I've told you this before. You know, um, I I love. You know, there's there's slice of life slash memory slash cultural signif- significance in the things that you write. You know, you you write with the voice of of a of, of something gone, of, of of an era, of of an attitude, of you know. It just, I think that your writing is very important, more important um, than you know. I think the way that you write, the way that you capture things, the way that you know you're you're able to paint such a clear picture, you know. Something that I, definitely I, speaks of a time and of and and of you and just phenomenal. Well, I appreciate 
you're saying so, and I, I know you only say that because that's what you see. I um, I kind of come to feel that everybody sees all these things. Those of us who do what we do here on a Thursday night and go forth from here and do it in our time, we see everything everybody else sees, but we have the ability and the interest to bring it forth and give it back to people. The person who walked by that lot saw the same thing that I have, and some people may even know the story but never think twice about it, and I just want to hold it up to them. And I think that it needs to be held up to to them and to people who don't know about it. I would, If I walked by that spot and I caught a person walk by, I might say, excuse me, do you know about this place? Do you know what happened here? Let me tell you what happened here. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's absolutely necessary because some stories like this are best forgotten by the powers that be, by those that usually write the history. Stories like this one are best let go their way. So I wrote it. Well, phenomenally done. You wrote it phenomenally well. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I think if if you have respect for something and if you have respect for the subject, and more than that, if you have respect for wanting people to hear it clearly and and correctly and accurately and enjoyably, then you better apply yourself to it and do it the best you can. So that's all I did was do it the best I can. And I got to say again that in hearing some people tonight doing the best they can, they did exceedingly well, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. So I have some homework for you. Uh-oh. Okay. And it's going it's to last all summer. Uh-oh, okay. And further if it has to, but it's it's a project. It's not just a poem, it's a project. I want you to go through your family photo albums, your family pictures. If you have to, you know, go visit somebody and dig in the attic and find some from, you know, starting out way when you were little until now, you know, over your life. I want you to find 32 pictures from your family, your past. It doesn't have to be of you. It can be of someone in your family or a place you went or anything. 32 of them, and I want you to find 32 okay. pictures, and I want you to write 32 poems, about one, a poem about each one of those 32 pictures. Wow. You know, that the reason, be, that The reason being, sorry, and babe. try to make them in all one area, all one city, or one something that would be very relatable. You know what I'm trying, well, you know what I'm getting at. But the reason I say 32 is because there's 32 poems can go into a chat book, and you can publish a chat book without killing a poem which means a chapbook is something that you give out. It's considered promotional material. And so if you publish a poem in a chapbook, it's not considered a published poem, and therefore you can still send it out to a, a journal or something and get, a, get it published professionally. If you self-publish in a book format with more than 32 poems in it, then it's considered published and you kill that poem for your future Submissions, by the way, just a little FYI, you guys. Okay. So that's your that's also, your subject. Also FYI, listening. So Nyla now is going to make me write a book. I told I, I told you I didn't want to write a book. She's going to make me write a book. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a little. That's a little uh, uh, cherry syrup with the medicine. <laughs> she just slid it to me. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
You know, and you may never do anything with it, but think of what, you know, even if you just keep that with your family stuff, think of what a treasure that's going to be for the for future generations in your family. Like right now, you know, with me, that 23andMe DNA thing, finding out I had a brother, finding out new information about my father's side of the family, all that stuff, you don't realize how important that is, you know. And so I'm fighting so hard to figure out a way to do that, but I would buy it and read it. Well, I got to tell you, it's, it's it's very intriguing, and it would be good for my family because I left my family in New York City mm, not quite 50 years ago. And a lot of, you know, my family stayed there, but I went from here to there to there. And so there's there's a lot of pictures that I wasn't around for, and then the ones that I was around for, you know, someone else has them. And so it's got it would be quite an exercise for me to get, you know, ideas for pictures, which pictures people thought or would like to see memorialized. And find out if anyone's working on the family history, because that would be the person to get a hold of. And if no one's working on the family history, then then you might want to butt heads with the family and all of you, you know, heads together, team huddle, and figure out who's going to be the family historian, because there needs to be. Uh Okay, Nyla, I got it written down. All right, I'm excited to see how it goes, so keep me posted, okay? Thank you for the inspiration. Now, remember, that's 32 pieces of homework I've given you. So on days when you can only read one poem, if you bring one of those 32 poems, you get to read two because you've done your homework, which makes you teacher's pet, and you get to read two instead of just one. Well, I like the teacher's pet part. I think I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't ask to clap the erasers, okay? Why draw lines there? Okay, well, we'll be careful. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, tell everyone how to find you one more time, honey. Okay, yeah. Doug Curry on Facebook, Blacks and Blues on Facebook, Manchild, that's M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99, on uh, Instagram, and, of course, here on on uh, Thursday nights. Also can be heard on the air, uh, terrestrial radio and over the Internet, on Friday night from 9 o'clock till midnight uh, Eastern Time. The name of the program is Blacks and Blues at org. On Saturday night at 10 o'clock Chicago, and that would be uh, Central Time, uh, org for a one-hour program. So I'd love to have people awesome. join me below. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you, dear. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye, all right, so I'm going to come back up here and check with 919, who we could not get on earlier. 919, are you with us now? doesn't look like we're going to be able to get 919 on. All right, so let's go ahead and go down here to 714. 714, are you with us? Hi, Nyla. It's Jacqueline. How are you? Hey, Jacqueline. It's really good to hear from you. How are you? I'm pretty good. I came in kind of late tonight, but um, the last couple of uh, readers, the poets that I've heard were amazing and hard They are amazing, <laughs> aren't they? Oh my God. Well, I am glad that yeah. you made it on. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. I'm not so sure I want to go, in, go on after the last two, but you know, that's when I came, so <laughs> <laughs> we do what we have to. Oh, <laughs> uh, baby girl, you you hold a candle that shines all on its own. You don't ever have to worry about where you are in a lineup. 
Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. Well, what I'm going That's to That's the truth. Is, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, this is called Towards the Wind, and uh, it's just something I pinned not too long ago. Actually, it was it started out as one of your first assignments um, about the wind blowing, the breezes blowing in the, the wind. And so, anyway, it's called Towards the Wind. Here we go. Who will weep with me for balm in my Gilead to restore jagged cracks, splintered, eroded, eroded splintering? E- Let me start over. Sorry. I'm driving. Pulling over. Okay, yeah, let's give you a minute to pull over there. Yeah. Tell me when you're completely pulled over. I don't, I'm not going to have you start again until you're completely pulled over. Okay, I'm over. Okay, go ahead. Start all over. Towards the wind. Who will weep with me for my bomb in Gilead? To restore jagged cracks, splintering, eroded wastelands, parched roots crawling in reverse above the earth, hollowed out tree trunks, Dying of thirst, dangle fragile limbs, charted rotten, branches swaying, stripped and barren, resuscitated when nostrils took one full deep breath in, electrifying sparks ushered in a change of season, breathing a rhythmic, steady tempo producing friction. I noticed the billowing formation of clouds. Thin, wispy branches whip the weeping willow's bough. Dusk soon shadowed the illuminated glow into the abyss behind the setting inferno. Stagnated air collided into a sultry kind of peace. Bristling winds bellow for summer to finally take a seat as mildly uncomfortable chills rushed in for relief. Dampened soil drinks up honeysuckle fragrance, blend Sweaty musk with earth's raw stench is pungent. Aphrodisiac, a erotic, sticky, sweet, perfumed, oily scent. Flashback to a memory of stale cigarettes and fried chicken aroused my lady parts, turning out residual tension. Voracious waves swell to full, fullness, bombastic, euphoric impulses seduced deliciously beyond fantastic. Lusty moans sail on the wings of a sequestered gale bond nature and nurture, affirming the howling wind's well. Ecstasy caressed velvety smooth layers of skin, luscious fullness delivered consummated wholeness within. Utter perfection, surrendered to the changing winds, given time the winds realign, assured to blow something in, everything changes, pleasure it remains a constant friend. Worry not the direction from where the winds blow in. When master creator shifts, something new begins. In point. So that was mind-blowing. That was phenomenal. I am so glad when you have time to call in. Oh, thank you. I am too. I, I, I enjoy your show so much. You have no idea how much I look forward to it. I, I listen <laughs> to the replays. I, I really do. I, I just enjoy it. I love hearing the readers after the show on different days. And and they're just amazing. 
I appreciate that so much. You have no idea how much that means. You know, we, we've been on the air a long time. We've been on the air for over 11 years now. And it, it is really, you know, it was it was my dream in the very beginning to really nurture this into being a family. And I don't know of any other place where so many different types of voices come together and share in the way that you guys do. You know, and so for me to be a part of this and watch the community that you guys have created together, you know, just grow into this place where, you know, it really is like a fellowship of creative minds and souls uh, and emerging of bards and, you know, from from every corner of of existence and being and, you know, it's just it's it's amazing, you know. So when you say things like that, you know, I just it just makes me so proud of you guys and just what you've created. I don't know if people really understand how phenomenal it is, but, uh, you know, sitting back and watching it grow like I have, I do. Well, what you've created is something to behold. I mean, you're right to bring in so many different uh, genres of writing and so many voices, different voices and sounds. And at the end of the day, they're all just creative minds making something wonderful. It's just a hodgepodge of beauty, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how I I see it anyway. Well, I'm glad um, that you are a beautiful brush stroke in our masterpiece here because you are a very important one, and we love you dearly. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoy it. (laughs) You're welcome, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week if you're able to call in when you're not driving. Please. Yes, definitely. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Oh, I'm on Facebook under Jacqueline Slavin Newberry, and um, well, I have a YouTube page. It's called Gratitude for You, and I'm working on that. But anyway, I'm not really that pub, uh, public with printing anything and writing on my poetry, so I just, you know, I read it here, and that's enough for me right now. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you again. Thank you, Nyla. Take care. Bye-bye, hon. All right, so I want to let area code 903 know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to read 903, please press 1. Also, 419, if you have not read yet and you want to read tonight, please press 1. So 419 and there we go, we've got 903. So 419, if you haven't read yet tonight and you want to read, uh, please press 1. All right, let's go ahead and bring on 903. 903, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hang on a second. How are you doing, Nala? I'm doing absolutely awesome. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, beyond exhausted. I work. I just got off work actually about about 30 minutes ago. <clears throat> worked a 13-hour day, so. All right, keeps you in line. So, what'd you bring for us today? Yeah. Uh, I brought some controversy. Okay. I actually have been missing the beginning of the show, so I need to go back and and, and watch them uh, and listen to them. But uh, with my job, my hours change every day. So, all right. Um, this one is actually censored, so I'm not going to read the one part. But uh, the one part makes the whole thing uh, a terroristic attack. So. Uh. This is, uh, they're coming to take away our guns and, and, uh, it is, 
it is inspired by a song. I don't know if you ever heard it. You probably did. It was a big hit when it came out too, nineteen sixty six. They're uh they're coming to take me away by Napoleon XIV. A little before my time, but I remember the song I think I think I've heard it the coming the funny farm song. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha he he. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one. <laughs> okay. So right now I'm working on a book and it's gonna be basically I'm using their pattern. Uh well, especially with this one. So but uh so but are you ready? I am. Alright. They're coming to take away our guns. Remember when the Second Amendment of the United States of America was actually a privileged right to bear arms and to even throw and even overthrow the government with each state's militia if it if it became uh, treasonous? Remember when we could carry our guns either concealed or open carried on our hips and our vehicles and in our houses way before mass school shootings, mass concert shootings, mass church shootings? mass waffle house shootings and mass everything else shootings become became a mimicking never-ending trend in today's society remember when the democrats and liberals wanted to sue the natural the national rifle association for enabling people to own whatever guns they want to have and when the republicans heard this they laughed ha 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 Remember when the Democrats and liberals wanted to sue and shut down all gun manufacturers in the United States of America? And when the Republicans heard this, they laughed. Hee-haw, ha-ha. Remember when the government finally gave in to the Democrats and liberals' screaming demands of more extreme gun laws, more extreme gun control laws, and even taking all of our guns away? Remember when the government came and knocked down our doors demanding that we give up our guns while they point their guns in your face. And we told them, you can have our guns over our cold, dead corpses, and good luck finding them, you fascist and pinko swine. And we laughed afterwards. Ha ha, hee ha, ha ha. Remember when the government trashed our houses, our sheds, our storage buildings, our farms, our silos? our businesses, and every habitable and inhabitable buildings on our lands and in our towns, cities, and metroplexes in order to try and find our guns and take them away from us. And they were laughing the entire time. Hardy, har, har, hee, hee, ha, ha. Remember when the government finished destroying everything we own and felt no remorse after doing about doing it? and not finding any of our guns anywhere. And when they realized it was all to no avail, we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. Hee-haw, ah-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-
the song "They're Coming to Take Me Away" is one of my favorite songs too. Um, I don't know if you know the pattern or not, but that's it's the pattern is very similar. I wrote another one um, recently, and I'm working on a book now, and I'm going to be using that pattern, but I'm not going to do the whole laughing for everyone though. So the next one is uh, they they're taking away our freedom of speech. So and I'm getting. Uh, radical and political, I guess you could say that. So. You're allowed. Yep. All right, Hans, <laughs> great job. Give me a favor, tell everyone how to find you. All right, thank you. Uh, this is Eric This is Eric Nelson, Manly Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Nelson, Manly Shellman. You can find me on the like page. It's uh, Poet Eric Nelson, Manly Shellman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson, Manly Shellman. And that's really it right now. So, well, awesome. thanks so much for having me. Sorry, I've been late the past two Thursdays, but my work gets in the way. So, <laughs> that's okay, hon. Huh. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, more than likely. If I'm if I'm here, if I make it. <laughs> I mean, if All I right, get off in time, that's what I'm saying. I get, didn't get off until nine o'clock, so. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, well we thank will you so much. If we can. We'll around. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. All right. I want to remind once again, 419, you are not in the lineup. 419, if you want to come on, please press 1. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and take Stan on again to close out the show. Stan, are you with us? Hello. Hey. Do you want to want to share something with us to close the show tonight? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Come up with a little something-something <laughs> for you. This is going to be actually just two real quick pieces of brevity, just some little thoughts and ideas that popped into my head, so I decided, eh, why not? <laughs> you know, where are we at here? Oh, search and destroy time. <laughs> Oh, I love technology. <laughs> there we go. It's awesome, yep. Oh, yeah, it's just a thrill. It really is. One is called Choices, and it's real short, 12 syllables. You can be your own leader or a sheep. Pick one. That's that one. Okay. And this one is because there are so many conspiracy theories out there. I wrote this one, and it's called Conspiracy Theory, an Equation. I plus T equals zero C with integrity plus transparency. No conspiracy can exist, and that's it. That was great. I love short poems. I love writing short poems. Oh, I know. It's fun because it, it, you, you're trying to get the idea as in, in as condensed a form as you can mm-hmm. and still get it across. And I love brevity. I do. Very good job and very good examples, textbook examples oh. of awesomeness. Oh, you should have your own you. billboard. 
I, I seriously doubt the PC crowd would approve. <laughs> I I don't know. I I think they may. All right, my dear, do me a favor. Go ahead and tell everyone how to find you again. Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe, World Poetry Open Mic tomorrow night. Sinister Spittles Asylum if it's on this Saturday or whatever Saturday it's on. Uh, Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, Wonder, and Wit group. Of course, the Garden of Poetry and Prose. And uh, the group Outlaw Poetry. And on to the next. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great way to close out the show tonight. Okay, and thank you, Nyla. I had a wonderful evening. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, everybody. That brings us to a close in the show tonight. I want to thank all of you for being here, both poets and listeners alike. Kind of wondering what happened to one sapien tonight. Didn't see him on the line. Was watching for him. Um, You know, we were looking for you, James. All right. So, guys, it's been a phenomenal night. I want to thank you again for being here. Uh, Remember, once again, the writing prompts for this week is, uh, and I'm just going, I'm not going to do the exercise. If you want to hear what the exercise was, you can come back at the end of the show um, after the show's archived and you can listen to uh, both the prompt and the writing exercise. I'm going to go ahead and give you the prompt titles again real quick. So for the month of May, every week I'm giving you three song titles. All right? So we're there, you know, designed to generate a poem uses a line in a poem, a concept for a poem, the title of the poem, whatever you want to do. But each week I'm going to give you three different song titles all the way through the five weeks of May. So the first one for this week is, uh, or the first three for for this month, is She Talks to Rainbows. That was done by the Ramones. So She Talks to Rainbows. Small Flowers Crack Concrete. Small Flowers Crack Concrete by Sonic Youth. And then Macho Insecurity by Dead Kennedys. Macho Insecurity. Okay, so those are the titles for this week. And next week you'll get another three. And we'll see. And remember, you can read one poem. When we're doing the one poem limit, you can read one poem unless you bring your homework. You bring your homework, you get to read two because it makes you my pet, teacher's pet, for doing your homework like, like good poets. Oh, this is just taking on a very bad turn. Anyway, guys, it's been awesome hanging out with you tonight. Exactly what I needed this week. We will see you next week. I am going to close the show with a poem by, uh, let's see, how about, um, you know, let's do Adam Falk. No, we're not going to do that. We just did that one a couple weeks ago. This is what's called being not prepared. Now I'm killing for time. So we haven't heard from Andy lately, and, and may, I thought about him this uh, this morning actually when I was putting together some notes for the show tonight, um, because he's probably written more song or more poems that songs have influenced than I could shake a stick at. So we're gonna let's play Andy Scott, Andrew Scott, Snake with a Flower, and we will see you guys next week. Good night, everybody.
I invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain, to feel what gives me power, to meet the actual snake with the flower. I've heard stories of my demise, folk tales given by the unwise, storytellers with no ear, dishing out tales to cover their own fear. Tales of great evil, a place around me built by the devil, escapades covered in sin, delivered with a lust grin. I have heard how I have led out into temptation. The path of right and wrong always leads me to confusion. Storytellers say I always will lead you down the wrong path. The pipers marching you to the deviant path. Folklore states that all souls are in my treasury, amassed by traits of debauchery. Living in heaven, lined in sin, the tales and where they begin. Storytellers' muse must all be true. Tales of terror that must be through and through. Fires of hell surround my throne, a kingdom built on my own. So I do invite you to visit my mountain, sharing the gift of the ever-giving fountain, where no judgment gives the power to the snake, the snake with Invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain, to feel what gives me power, drink from my fountain, to feel what gives me power, to meet the actual snake. Invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain, to feel what gives me power.